Welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. Here to talk all things Griffins, Firebirds, and Walleye are your hosts, Nick Harrington and Brandon Cook. We have a lot to talk about. What are we doing? I don't know, man. We're about to cram either a lot into one or a little into one and a little into another, but here we go. Because I don't think we even agreed on what we're doing there yet. So, what are we... So, yeah, this is kind of going to be kind of crazy because we've got two weeks worth of hockey to... Yeah, after, after a little family emergency issue that we had, we couldn't record last week. Um, we had a lot of games to talk about already at that point, and then we just sprinkled in like a whole other week's worth. And then Nick, you know, and then we throw in my end of month craziness, so I'm like a zombie. Oh my gosh, yeah, thirteen hour know. days. I so. can't believe how many days, how late your days were at work. Like respect. Wow. I can't do that. It's crazy. So uh, I guess we'll kick off with like we normally do. We're going to go Griffins. We're going to go Toledo. We're going to hit on some Flint action. And what else do we want to talk about? Whatever else finds us in this episode, apparently. <laughs> Welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And I'm Nick. And I'm not ready for this, but I'm ready. I mean... <laughs> Week week eight is that what we want to call it? We'll call it episode eight. Episode eight. We I have... hope I'm right about that number. I'm gonna get home and I'm then pre- look at that and be like, oh, I'm pretty it was sure seven. No, I'm, last week was seven. I'm pretty sure. yeah. I'm pretty sure we're eight eight and a half. This is gonna be eight and a half slash nine. Yeah. But uh, I mean, we had a great. It was a crazy week. So we kicked off. When, we're kicking off Wednesday. We're is that right? Off Wednesday. This would be Wednesday. The 22nd so, of March. It's already a new month as we're recording this. <laughs> Which is not what we wanted to do. We want to keep with you guys. Uh, keep you guys. Yeah. Keep I mean, putting out content. Yeah. It, it's. It was, yeah. Family emergency. Family's going to come first always. No matter what we're doing. Um, and, so appreciate everyone understanding. And everybody's okay. Everybody is okay. Crisis Everything is, is balanced out as things should be. It's all about balance. Yes, it is. Um, so yeah, Wednesday, you were at this game, the 22nd, I was at this game, Griffins took on the Wolves. I watched this game at the, like, I was clicking the refresh button as we were going through. Yeah, because you were at work still, right? I was, yeah. Yeah, you, 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 I you, live there. You do live there. Um, I wish we had a bleep button, because that's the way, only, only way I could describe, like, the feeling after this game, but we don't have that cool button, we're not there yet. No. Um, but I, holy crap, what a game. Yeah, so, take us to the third, like. Run us through it. What were you feeling? Because, yeah, run us through it period by period. So, first period starts off. Griffins came out pretty slow. Um, Chicago capitalized literally 35 seconds into the game and got on the board. Uh, This this was a downer at first, but it was a pretty decent Wednesday night crowd. Winning, Winning Wednesdays. And we gave away tickets for this game. We did give away tickets for this game. So I hope those listeners enjoyed it, because what a game to end up at. I hope they stuck around. I know one did. They messaged us about it. They said it was a good game. Awesome. That's good to hear. So yeah, Chicago scores 35 seconds in, and you're kind of like, oh boy, here we go. And then 13 minutes into the same period, they score again, go up 2-0. And you're like, what's going to happen here? You're like... Ned's in that. You're you're thinking, is he rattled? Is this is this going to be a night where Ned gets shelled and put lets in five six? Well, he he didn't. <laughs> so Griffin's had six shots on goal only in the first. To Chicago's nine. Holy crap! Second nice. period comes around, no goals. 
So I turn it on at that point. I think I see it. We're two. We're down two nothing. Right? Yeah, you turn it on. We're down two nothing at this point. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. This is gonna be a long night. We need this game. We need to win this game, and it is not going well for us. Yeah, and the only the only eventful parts of the second period, there's there was two penalties on each side. Um, that was that was it. Uh, Griffin's had nine shots. Chicago had eight. So Griffin's were starting to claw their way back into this. So you could see the energy was starting to come back, but nothing was really getting in net at that point. And then the third period comes around. I've never, obviously, this, this is everyone probably knows by now. This is a franchise record. This has never happened before. But I've never experienced anything like this in my life in a hockey game before. Being there live. Being there in person. I've You know, you've seen crazy moments like this on TV, and you're like, oh, that would be so cool to be at. It, it is. It's cool. <laughs> so I'll give you the rundown. Griffin's a minute 31 to the third. Daniel Regan scores, assisted by Shine and Andreasen. I don't remember what the goal looked like at this point. I'm going to apologize to everyone in advance. I don't remember the physical things of what happened with these goals. And it's not just because the length of time. It's because everything happened so quickly I couldn't keep track. Yeah. <laughs> and then right after that goal, Chicago takes a penalty. It, the what, seven minutes into the period or so. And Pearson capitalizes on the power play. Assisted by Shine Weatherby. It's a good little power play lineup right there lately. So you're like, okay, game's tied. We're back in this. That was at the 7 minute and 12 second mark of the third period. Chicago scores 7 minutes, 43 seconds into the third period. They come right back and go right back up, 3-2. to two. Uh, So it's kind of one of those things you're thinking, okay, we clawed back in, they got back on top, this game's probably going to go this way. 10 minutes, 19 seconds in, freaking Pontus Andreasen with... Nice little cleanup goal. I remember this one because yeah. I was pumped for this kid, and he was too. He gets that goal in there, assisted by Shine and O'Regan. Shine's having himself a little game at this point, if you haven't caught on. He's got three assists. And that was a 10-minute, 19-second mark. 10-minute, 38-second mark. Hiroshi scores. Like, instantly at that point, we're up. Four, we're, we're up 4-3. to three. Four to three. How? What was the? What was the stadium? What were the fans doing? Um, I think everyone was in disbelief, but it was electric in there at this point. Were there still fans in the building? Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Everyone, like for the most part, everybody stuck around. The crowd was good at that point still. And I think everyone was kind of hoping like something would happen to kick off the third period, and luckily it did right away. Um, Hiroshi shot was real nice shot. He tipped in a Curdy shot, Charlie Curdy, who got that call up from the walleye. In that, that was his first game with us. I uh, got on the board there, and then it was also assisted by Weatherby, who at this point has two assists in the game as well. And then it gets even more fun here. 17 minutes in, Riley Sawchuk gets his third of the season. Riley Sawchuk. Nice little one-timer slap shot right in front, just kind of the puck lands right in his wheelhouse, and he hammers it home. Uh, beautiful shot. That's where I probably jumped about six feet out of my chair. <laughs> and that was assisted by Spezia and Pearson. Love that line still. I still love that line. And then empty netter from Lesperance at 18 minute 50 or 18 minute 14 second mark of the third, assisted by Weatherby and Barton. So then Weatherby and Shine a lot in that one. Those two had a game, and like we say, you know, they're they're kind of like that electric line, right? Those are the guys that really get the energy going, whether they got to throw the body, whether they're trying to make crazy moves to get the crowd super into it to get crash the net, 
get towards the net, whatever they got to do. And they did it in this game, and they got everybody back into it big time. Uh, three stars in that game, Andreasen, obviously, uh, was the first star, and then Cheyenne Hirose. He's been playing so well lately, Pontus Andreasen. Like, for a while, we weren't really sure, like, there were rumors of him going back, and that he... My guess was he was expecting a little bit more play time. We were hoping he'd produce a little bit more as well. And he just goes off on a tear. Yeah, I mean... Was this the game that started... I can't remember if this was... This is the game that started the tear for him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so when that rumor came out, it was like, it's pretty heartbreaking. Like, you're like, I like this kid. There's definitely potential there. He started the season off so strong, kind of went into a goal drought there. And then this game has seemed to light the spark back in this kid. Um... And he's playing very, very well. He looks like he's having fun, too. He's having a blast out there. Uh, Griffins went 1-for-3 in the power play in this game. Chicago 0-for-2, so penalty kill was solid in that one. Ned stops 24-27. Zachary um, Sachenko for them stops 20-25. So, this... this I'm still in disbelief this game happened. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. It's so hard to describe it. Um... We we were talking the other day about like we're trying to think of highlight moments of the season, and that has to go down into one. Oh, that's a hundred percent. Yeah, well, I'm just mad because it happens every like another Wednesday game that I don't have tickets for dude, that I can't go to. So I'm always disappointed in that. I feel like most at this point they've had to have won like seven out of their fifteen games at on a Wednesday. They have won a lot of good Wednesday <laughs> games, and they've always been pretty exciting games too. But that one, like, it stands out. Obviously, you know, we had Elaine from Full Press AHL reach out just to kind of like get my thoughts on that game too. Has that article dropped yet? I hope so. No, it hasn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it has yet. It so we love be on the lookout for that because that should be cool. I got to share my thoughts with her just that experience because again. That's not something most people get to experience in a hockey game. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's what I'll probably remember for a very long time, as long as my memory holds up. So, like, <laughs> next week. Okay, that's not fair there. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We go to a lot of hockey games. <laughs> we do go to a lot of hockey games. Uh, my favorite thing on there was just looking at that score sheet again, though, you know, just seeing a lot of plus players in that game. Vero, plus two. Lesby, plus two. Hiroshi, plus two. You know? Seeing stuff like that again, new power plus two. Like, did he play the whole game? That game, yeah. Okay, he didn't get kicked out for no, 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 game no, Scott no, Ducks. no, no. <laughs> not in this one. Um. Anyways, no, it's uh, it was a good game. And like standout players, I can't pick a standout player in this game. Pontus, I can't. Pontus, Pontus, obviously, because like his goal was like what kicked everything off. But I would also say, like, Riley, you know, I'd say Lesby, I'd say Shine, I'd say Weatherby. The team. The, the team, team gets my vote in this one for the standout because that's been kind of the theme of these games we're going to talk about. Even though there's some losses mixed in here, there's been this new fight in this team. This team does not give up anymore. Where do you think it came from? Because we're still dealing with crazy roster changes. I don't, I don't know, man. What, whatever, like... You know, we, we talk a lot of negativity around Ben Simon um, and some of the coaching decisions and everything that he makes. Whatever the heck, whoever said what in that intermission, the second intermission in the locker room, sparked something. The, and I mean, it might not even have been a coach. It could have been a player for all we know. The, when I watched the post-game interviews, they interviewed a couple of them. And uh, 
I can't remember exactly who they interviewed, but they said, but Ben Simon had said that they just continue to stick with the game plan. They just continued that at one point it was going to break, and then the like the floodgates were going to break, and they're going to start scoring. Yeah, because they were doing a lot of the right things all game long, except very early. Yeah, man, I don't know. Whatever happened in that game, it, it changed a lot over the course of the next few games. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I got I to gotta stop getting emotionally connected to this team. I want to love them, but I they keep letting me down. And when they were down you were nothing. so depressed leading into that game, even, and I'm texting you like, "I'm in, I'm all back in. Yeah. We're going to the playoffs. We're yeah, gonna like, pull this off somehow." I'm like, "You idiot! You're gonna get heartbroken <laughs> by the end of this by the end of this game. Just you wait, buddy." And then they reeled you back in. They reeled me back in, and then you know, the next game after that starts off the two most important games of the season for this team: their road trip in Iowa. Yeah. So Friday night in Iowa. I'm excited about this game. I think this is the game. What do you mean? Well, go on. Okay. I mean, this was the so. Was this that? Wait, wait. Was this the overtime night? This was the shootout night. So yes, this was the night that everybody went to overtime. Oh yes, this is yes. Every (laughs) every team except well, Toledo wasn't playing that night. Um, went went to overtime. Griffins went to overtime, and I was also watching the Michigan game, and they definitely didn't go to overtime because they won eleven to one in that game. I, maybe the Wings went. Did, no. no Wings didn't play that night either. No we were just. I you was had going, Hockey Central. Going I on. had Hockey Central <laughs> going at the house with my setup. I literally had three different games on three different larger screens going at the same exact time. Um, I was texting you and my girlfriend during that time, and our, I was Are on they? the phone with her, and I was. You know, be like, oh, what? oh, like I'd get excited about something. Like, what game are you talking about? I'm like, oh, well, the Flint game. The Flint oh. game. And I get excited again. She's like, I'm watching the Griffins game too. Nothing happened. I'm like, oh, it's the Michigan game. Sorry. <laughs> Griffs in Iowa. Big game because we're chasing Iowa for a playoff spot. Yeah. It's a wild game. Iowa wild. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, game starts, minute 20 in, Iowa scores. Oh my gosh, here Another we go. early start. And I should preface this with Johnny's in net. John Lethemon is in net. Who was in net the net game before? Oh, uh, net. Okay. This so... is before he got called back up to Detroit. Which okay. we'll talk about after this after this game. We can talk about that briefly. Um so Lethemon's in net. So Fogarty scores for them minute twenty and power play goal. We take an early holding penalty. Um stupid. Sucks. 11 minutes into the first, O'Regan ties the game. Power play goal. That's assisted by Hiroshi and Biro. So, end of this first period, tied 1-1. to Can't complain about that. Nothing too crazy else happened in that period. There was three penalties total in that period. Two for them. Or, sorry. Yeah, two for them. One for us. Um. Second period comes around, and this is where it starts to get interesting. So five minutes in, my least favorite player on the Iowa Wild scores a goal. <laughs> he shall not be named. But Joe Hicketts gets an assist on Joe Hicketts' bobblehead night in Iowa. So that was kind of cool. Good for Joey. Um, that was five minutes in, and then 12 minutes in, Iowa scores again. So you're like, okay, here we go. This is going to going off the rails. Here comes the Iowa's got games. 12 shots on goal at the end of the second period. We've got only seven. But at 18 minutes into the second period, right before the end, Lesby. Lesby gets us on the board. 
So we're only down by one. Assisted by Hiroshi and Sabrango, which is nice to see. At this point, Hiroshi's got two assists in the game. Lesby's got his 23rd goal of the season. So you love seeing that. I love seeing that. Well, you really love seeing the next part, though. This is the part <laughs> where it gets... This is where we, we talked about who was it going started to be on a tear. This was so sick. 19 I... minutes and 55 seconds into the period. 4.6 seconds left in the game. Pontus Andreasen. On the right side. Just drills the, the shot home. Celebration from the ground. Oh, He's uh, laying on the ice on his back at this <laughs> yeah. point. Um, assisted again by Hiroshi. His third assist of the game. And Lesby got the assist on that one as well. Griffins tie this with that little bit of time left. That goal, too. So I was watching, for whatever reason, I had it on the away audio. <laughs> yeah, just stop doing that. On the that. iPad. And I'm watching it on the TV on the home audio. I've got it on my iPad on the away audio. And the announcer literally says, let's, uh, hopefully they don't tie it up right here. Boom. Pontus just <laughs> snipes it right in. I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah, you don't say those things as a commentator. Yeah. And I was just stoked. I jumped up and down. I was yelling. And Hank, my dog, had to come over. He was like, what's going on, Dad? <laughs> like, this was nuts. Because I was getting ready to get heartbroken again. You know, yep. after the high of the last game of Wednesday. Not fully bought in yet. <laughs> yeah. Season. To tell you how much the Griffins turned it on in the third period, though, remember, because we were down by one going into the third. Griffins had 14 shots on goal in the third. Iowa had three. Jeez, so the the whole period was down on that end. Uh, yes. And, again, of course, we're playing against, you know, Jasper Walsat, and he did play a very good game there. Going to overtime, Iowa gets three shots on goal. We only get one in overtime. Lathaman has to make some pretty big saves in this overtime. Some pretty crazy saves. Did we only need one goal? Or yeah. one shot, sorry? We only needed one shot, yeah. That's all we needed? But we didn't win in overtime. Oh, man. I was waiting for the good news. Well, it's okay. Johnny stood on his head in overtime. That's good news. That is good news. He gave us a chance to win this game. As he should. As he does. As he does. He gives us an opportunity to win if the team in front of him responds. And holding Iowa to three shots in the third gives gives your goalie a chance to give you a chance to win. So we go to the shootout. After Johnny stands on his head. Up first. Are we good on the shootout? Elmer hasn't been playing. Did they just. We're okay in it still. I mean, it's nothing. In all aspects of the game, there's nothing to write home about, but shootout has been okay. So in this shootout, we go with Danny O'Regan first, who seems to be very good in the shootout lately. Yeah, he is. Uh, he scores. Nice. Johnny stops their shooter. Or no, they went first. I'm sorry. They went, go up first. Johnny stops them. Danny scores right after that. Nick Batan for them goes. Makes a fancy move. Johnny makes an incredible save. Love to see it. And then my boy Lesby steps up. Not, I don't know if I'm proud of this or not, but my boy Lesby scores this goal, wins this game. I'm jumping up and down all over the house at this point. It was another one of those games where I'm just like, I'm back in. They've got me. We're doing this. This is going to happen. Because a game like that against this Iowa team was much needed for the for the points. For the points. But it's also a challenge in itself. Iowa is a very good hockey team. They went through that stint earlier in the year where they lost like 14 in a row. 
they've been so good before that, and they've been so good since that stint. So getting this win is huge. I wish we could have held them to no points. Yeah. But they didn't get two when we did. So I'll take that at that point. That point. That point. <laughs> and then you follow up the next day, which whoever in the AHL writes these stupid schedules, I'd like to have a word with. Because how are the boys going to start a game that's at 8 o'clock Iowa time? Not even 7. 8 o'clock Iowa time. Turn around and play at 1 o'clock our time. So, what, noon their time, I would assume? Yeah, it was a lunch game. It was a lunch game. Turn around and play at noon. This sucks. I was trying to remember if I watched this game. We did. I put it on the big TV at work. (laughs) Wait, we did? You did? I did. So, they have this stupid schedule. And at this point, I'm like... I already don't like this, because when we have these quick turnaround games like this, we always seem to struggle, and struggle we did. Uh, because of our goalie situation, Ned's in Detroit, Lethemann gets the back, or gets the back-to-back here. So not even 24 hours later, he's back in the net, facing the same exact team. Who's backing up at this point? Um, <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. I can tell you, hold on. It was St. Cyr. Oh, nice. Yeah, yep. He got the. That was. He was the backup on Friday, too, as well. This game sucked. <laughs> we lost 3 nothing. I'm not even going to go through it period by period. We lost 3 nothing. Iowa had 32 shots on goal. We had 27. We were 0 for 4 on the power play. So Ouch. were they. Ouch. Um, we couldn't stay out of the dang box. Didn't the Wings lose that game, too? 3 nothing. The Wings lost that day 3 nothing too. Yeah. It was a pretty rough day for the organization. And this, is, <laughs> and this was the game that grounded me a little bit back to back to earth. Welcome back to the club, Brandon. And, well, I'm still not. I, even to this day, yeah, April 1st, not even an April Fool's joke, <laughs> I am still on board. And we'll get there, though. Yeah. But we'll get you I'm back not to that side. I'm not going to talk about this game <laughs> very much because it sucked. The end result sucked. The game itself sucked. We were playing on our heels most of the game. But the thing to talk about with this is, yes, Johnny's got this back-to-back start because Ned got called up to Detroit on Thursday that week. So, good for Ned. Good for Super Ned. happy to see him get his opportunity to it show what he's playing well. He's played very well. Um, it's, it's Again, it's the team's got to give him the opportunity to win, but well, he's lie. giving the team an opportunity to win. They just haven't helped him out too much. I have a weird conspiracy theory. So Ooh, Let's go. Because, so the beginning of the year, Ned was playing, and I feel like the team didn't really have, like, the reports The reports that were coming out were, like, the team didn't really have his back. And now that you have, like, what, six people from Grand Rapids? <laughs> the team's got his back, and like, well, he's playing, so half the Griffins in front of him. Yeah, do you think that has made the difference? I mean, I don't know. I'm just shooting weird things out there. It's just a weird. I don't know. Process. It's hard. It's hard to say, man. I mean, we can't. I can't validate those. No, and at the, the same time, that... being a goalie in itself puts their their headspace is weird enough as it is. I, it's hard to say, man. But I just love seeing that he's getting the shot again to show what he can still do. I don't think it's a tryout to stay with this team. I think it's a tryout to show other teams what he can do. Unfortunately, as much as we love Ned, yeah, because he's like, if there was some feasible way where they could keep Ned as an AHL goalie in Grand Rapids, sure. He's unrestricted, right? I think so. That's I probably so. why we're going through so many tryouts with goalies, too. I think we're just filling a roster spot each time we're doing one. I don't think any of these guys are potential prospects that we're signing. For real? Uh-huh. Interesting. We'll get there. Okay. 
Because again, not going to talk about this this Saturday Iowa game. It's whatever it happened. And then we come to another Wednesday against Chicago at home. Three Wednesday games in March at home. All three against Chicago Wolves. We love the Wolves on Wednesday. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we did the last Wednesday, so this Wednesday. Yeah. This Wednesday at this point, so we've cut, we've talked about three games total. Yeah. And we have four points out of those three games. So we're clawing, we're keeping steady. We're not we're still clawing. steady, yeah. We're not clawing, but we're still keeping, we're not, not sinking any deeper. Yeah, we're not going up. We had some help on those other nights, too, like Friday night when we beat Iowa. Uh, Rockford got smoked by Manitoba that night, too. The Moose. The Moose helped us out on that one. Uh, this Chicago game back at Van Andel was an interesting one. So, what happened? I, I, I'm no, I got you. I will, we'll walk through this one a little bit here because I was there. So this was two days ago, three days ago. This feels like a week ago. Oh my <laughs> god! Like oh uh, yeah, the yep, calendar. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> first period, Chicago scores with a minute left in the period, which was a bummer. They also scored. So they scored the second goal. So they scored the first two goals of the game. First period, Chicago had 12 shots. We had eight. We were able to answer back within six minutes, though, of them scoring in the second period. Uh, so we got back within the game, or back within one in this game. Last speed, uh, assisted by McIsaac and O'Regan. McIsaac's first game back from injury. Oh, that's good. Huge piece to get back. Yeah. Kind of solidifies our defense a little bit more, especially with uh, Simon still up with Detroit. Yep, Edmonton still being in Detroit. Having McIsaac back helps. Johansson's still out, unfortunately. I don't know if he's going to be back this season. No one's saying much about it, but they haven't said he's out for the season. Yeah, it's injuries are weird right now. Like They don't Brett's... talk much about him. No. Which I'm okay with. Because you don't want other players, you don't want other teams knowing where you're hurt. What location on the body. Okay, but I just want to know, are we getting these players back this season? Like, what's going on with Elmer? What's going on? Like, yeah, Elmer's been out for a while. He has been out for and There's a while. no timetable for return that I'm aware of. Well, I'm just glad we're not rushing anything. That's what I'm, I'm okay with. We're that. not rushing anybody right now. I mean, Kirill's the only Russian we have. Jesus. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm leaving that in. Um, Lesby's goal to get us back within one of this game was a power play goal. Which was nice to see. Lesby continues that dominance in front of the net on the power play. He just needs to stay in that spot for the whole next season. He's like the chase on now of Grand Rapids. He power play goal right in front, just yeah. right there. Yep, it's perfect. And then about a minute after that, Shine ties the game. Shiner, yeah. So he ties the game, assisted by Lesby and Lashoff. The game was silent after that. The next 13 minutes, or the next, what, 13 or so minutes of the game, nothing really happened. The... Yeah, that was a long... I remember listening to this, and Bob and Larry were like, "There, usually we get a TV timeout here. And yeah, we... was, the play just kept going. <laughs> nothing really crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy happened at all. Uh, end of the third period, they were still tied. You know, Grand Rapids had eight shots in goal. Chicago had three. Jeez, that's so, not a lot of shots at all. Who played that? Lethman's and Ned in this one. Okay. And then overtime comes. Chicago, four shots on goal in overtime. Us, zero. Lethman stands on his head in overtime yet again, giving this team a chance in the shootout. Shootout wasn't the greatest, though. Yeah. Lesby goes first for us. He doesn't score. 
Their guy doesn't score. Danny O'Regan, shootout, scores. You're like, okay, okay, we got something. Their guy scores. Rossi doesn't score. Their guy scores, wins the game. We get one point. And we needed how many? A whole lot. Six. <laughs> no, we were at this point we were still at uh eight eight out of the playoff spot. But we got a point. We we walked away from this one with a point. So again, three games before we walked away with four points. Four games total, we walked away with five. In our situation with this many injuries, this many call ups, I'm not mad. Disappointed because we need a lot more, not mad. Again, this team has not quit. There's still fight there. Yeah, like, I can't even pinpoint, like, what the heck? Like, when we started this podcast seven, eight and a half weeks ago, it was win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. And it was, like, win by two or three goals, and then it was lose by a lot. Yeah. It was, like, the wings last year, I feel. Like, a lot of blowouts, and then we kind of won a close one. And now everything's been super close. Yeah, I mean... The, the key pieces that are still here are playing very well. You know, Hiroshi's playing very well. Andreasen's on this little heater he's on now. Lasby yeah. continues to play well. But the depth players are starting to play really well, too. I mean, look at Shine. He's been carrying a lot of the points in this team. O'Regan's been doing really well. Weatherby's been doing really well. We're, we're seeing points come from all over the roster, not just from the top six. So I think that's helping. Then we come to last night. Hey, we're back to. Almost reality time for this team, at least. We've almost caught up. Yes. <laughs> on the pod, not on the standings. Well, <laughs> eh. Why do you got to do that? <laughs> I'm just here to shoot your balloon down, it's Brandon. Just, it's just hurt. You don't shoot my balloon down. It's not, it's not a weather balloon, I promise. <laughs> I was like Mario Kart. <laughs> Remember that like, time period where we were just finding balloons everywhere and now we don't hear about balloons? Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on UFOs lately, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> we don't have a different podcast for that. We're not starting one. That you I don't have of, the time for that. That you know of, Brandon. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I get lonely here. <laughs> Jesus. So, Friday the 31st. Friday the 31st. The Rocky comes to town. You were at this game. I was at this game. I had... Knew you, I was end not of month for you at work, not a shot. I anymore. knew I wasn't going to make I was so close, actually. So I, it was like 5 o'clock. I was like, oh, we're looking pretty dead. I might be able to sneak out right at 6. Yeah. And 6.30 comes, and I'm like, yep, here we go. So, so this game was interesting for a lot of reasons and special for a lot of reasons, too. I wish I was there. I wish you would have been, too. It was pretty cool. Um, So Milwaukee comes down. They're on a five-game win streak coming into this game. Oh. Yeah. Are they in the playoffs? Oh, hold on. <laughs> Dang it. So, no, you're good. That was not an attempt to set you up. So, this game, no, you're good. This game, uh, this game was cool because it's the celebration of the 2013 Calder Cup Championships, the first one Grand Rapids had. Uh, so, 10 years later, did we're you celebrating to, it. Did you go to that game? I wasn't at any of the championship games, unfortunately, like championship round, uh, but I went to a few of the playoff games in that run. Yeah. How was it? Incredible. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about players like Luke Glentening, Thomas Tatar still playing for the team, and it was that was oh man, that was a fun time. I remember. Have you been to a game that you you know felt like that before? What do you mean? Like when you went to that game during the playoffs? 
You've been to a game since then that you have felt. I lied. I did go to a championship round game. I went to one of the ones against Syracuse. Because my dad had tickets from work that we were able to hook up and go. I didn't have a voice for four days after that game. (laughs) I remember that now. It's all coming back slowly. That's not great for the podcast. We can't do that again. No, God, yeah, we can. We can do that all day. I'll, I'll, I'll get through it. We'll figure it out. We'll just tweet out our episode. Yeah, we'll just tweet the entire episode. Um, yeah, man, that was a it was a cool time. The Griffins had their sweet. Take us back to the good jerseys. times. Oh, dude, take it back. Twenty seventeen or twenty thirteen. Either one was good. The Griffins had the sweet throwback jerseys. Looked exactly like the jerseys they wore that year. Uh, auction those off. Yeah, man, this was a cool setup. Packed house. Pack yeah, room. there's like 10,000 people. Final That's attendance like... count on the game sheet is 10,834. Sold out. It is, yep, sold out. It is packed. I heard the uh, garage sale was a nightmare. The line, so they did the team garage sale for those that don't know. So every year, second to last or third to last home game, they sell game used equipment, practice jerseys, some other jerseys from players that never saw the light of day or whatever. Or like who? Uh, I do, I can't remember some of these names. I saw them in the back of these jerseys. I was like, I don't know who you are. Um, game used sticks, brand new sticks. They literally had racks of uh, unused Joe Valeno sticks, which you can tell a lot of hockey dads were buying for their kid because these are pro CCM sticks. Um, uh, that you know, four or five hundred dollars a piece, they get for hundred bucks each. So there's some cool stuff in there when it comes to that. And then you know, game used sticks. I was able to get a Les Brown stick to go with the jersey and the puck I've got from them. So when we get to frame all that stuff. It'll look sweet. Um, was it worth going? Yes. I'm glad. So it was worth going this time because I've been to one before, and they didn't have a limit. They limited everybody to three items only. Which was smart. It made I, it so much better. I wish there was four because you could have got me something. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, no, it was worth. The prices weren't crazy from what I saw for everything. I was focused on the stick for the collection um, and got that track jacket, too. See, I don't know if I would like. I don't know what the lure for me for a stick would be. You know, I don't know. I, mean, I could. Probably, no, you're a Jersey guy, clearly. Yeah, I could probably put it above the, these two doors. I mean, they had goalie pads too. If you wanted that, they were fused. I don't. I don't were know. they Halbergs? I couldn't tell. <laughs> okay. I couldn't tell. They weren't. No, they weren't his cool ones. No, I. One of those that looked like Bradstrom's, like or from earlier this season. Or they... it was peppered with puck marks. But... Oh yeah, I don't want those. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything at an equipment sale that I would like. Yeah, that's there's some signed cool. helmets that were pretty cool. Were they goalie masks? No, no goalie masks. Dang, that would have been cool. That would have been. So you had the mixture of like there was a lot going on. I think a sold out game. Yeah, Bob and Larry bobblehead giveaway, which I... is probably one of my favorite bobbleheads we've gotten recently. I didn't know it talked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the bobblehead you push a button and it play replays Bob and Larry's entire last call, a radio call of the 2013 championship game, which is sick. I lit up when you handed me that. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I, that was the one thing that I wanted from that game more than anything was the Bob and Larry bobblehead. I don't know. I'm weird, but that's what I wanted. I wanted it in the podcast yeah, room. Hockey bobbleheads are great, man. And, and that's a that's a cool one. And then when you told me it talks, I was like, what? Yeah. I lost my crap. Yeah. <laughs> so you had the line. Like The line was so long. I got there. Luckily, you know, us being season ticket holders, oh, we had the season ticket holder line. It didn't matter when I got there. I got there 20 minutes before they opened the season ticket holder doors. And the line was out to Fulton, back to the corner of Fulton, and started to go back towards the arena. 
I heard the lines were super long too. I they were so long to get it. Lines for concessions and stuff throughout the game, not bad. Really? Oh, they had them very well managed. Why? Oh, I don't know. They were very well staffed. Like there was extra, definitely could tell there was extra staff. That's um, good. Yeah, it was cool. So garage sale went cool. Got bobblehead that went cool. Um, they had the color cup there. I didn't get to swing by that because the line was too long to go get a picture with it again. I should have like do one from when I was a kid and then now. <laughs> <laughs> the glow up. Yeah, ten years ago. Of the Calder Cup, not a Brandon. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um like the, the hype for this game was real. Like you're like, okay, this place is packed and they could put on a pretty good show here tonight. Uh Johnny Boy gets the start again, because Ned's still in Detroit. Uh Saint Sierra's backing him up. And that's important for a reason. Why, Brandon? We'll get what there. Happened? We'll get there. I was stuck at work. I know. So I'm gonna I, do the whole rundown, dude. I couldn't watch it. So first period. Go. What's that? I couldn't even go. Actually, I did watch it. You, you caught part of it. I caught part of it. Uh, so first period, puck drops. Here we go. Three minutes in, Milwaukee scores. Boo. <laughs> Nine minutes in, Milwaukee scores again. Boo. Sixteen minutes in, Milwaukee scores again. Oh, all right, we're over this. <laughs> uh, eighteen minutes in, Seth Martin scores. Wait, 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 so we're down 3-0. Oh. Yeah, we're down 3-0 at this point. How's the crowd? Mm-hmm. How's what? the energy? Still, no one was leaving at that point, at least. It was the first period. Because <laughs> this, this is all I'm here for, is the experience, the yeah. energy, the crowd. And I wasn't there, so now you got to report on it. So, before Barton scored, it seemed like it was starting to get a little quieter. There was some particular groups of fans who were definitely in it. There was, you had... Two different sides going on for Let's Go Griffin's chant. You had it coming from one side, and then they'd respond on the other side immediately. It's the first time I've had that happen in a game. Oh, that's freaking awesome. Which I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And people were going with it. They kept it going for a good amount of time, too. Barton scores. Energy's back in a little bit. Right before the end of the period, at least we got one two-goal game. Barton's first of the season. That was a sick goal, too. It really was. Uh, He controlled the puck for a while. Uh, Yeah, well, it's a nice little pass play, too, down low from Weatherby. Yep. And Spiezer got the other assist, but Weatherby passed it up to the point, and Barton one-times it, and it floats right over Askroff's shoulder and goes right in. He's pumped. First goal of the season for him for, in Grand Rapids. I put it on TikTok today. Nice. Uh, Follow us on TikTok. Yeah, right? <laughs> so it was, it was cool to see him get in the score sheet. Uh, second period starts. Milwaukee scores five minutes in. Oh, boy. So at this point, you're down four to one. So you think there's a comeback? Hold on. <laughs> you are jumping ahead of the game tonight. I know there's a lot to talk about, but we're making good time so far. I can't believe how many games we've got through already. Uh, so You're doing good, five, Brandon. Keep it going. Five minutes in, Milwaukee gets, goes up 4-1. to one. Seven minutes in, Milwaukee goes up 5-1. to one. So at this point, I'm thinking it's over. I'm like, man, I'm kind of glad I didn't go to this game. We're down 5-1. to one. I think it sucks to not go because... I mean, I wanted to see the Calder Cup because I've never seen it. I wanted yeah. the Bob and Larry, but you told me you you picked the one up for me. Who'd, yeah. you, who'd you go with? Uh, buddy from work, Devin. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Devin got oh, was that his second game? No, it was his first one this season, but he's been to games before. Okay, cool. Yeah. You have a good time? Yeah. <laughs> was it playing in front of him? Yeah. Um. So at this point, they switched Johnny. Johnny gets pulled. Um, I didn't think we'd see Lethman get pulled while he was here at any point in time, just because well, we know what he's capable of. We also didn't think he'd give up more than two goals a game. Uh, correct. 
This was his first time he gave up more than two. And it was it was just a really off game for him. Something wasn't right. I mean, it's not like he was getting completely shelled. Milwaukee had 11 shots in the first. And up to this point in the period, they had six shots in the second when they pulled him. Um, Grand Rapids had 14 in the first and 17 in the second. Jeez. So they were trying. Again, we're getting goalied. We're trying to solve Askarov, which is obviously one of the best uh, goalies in the freaking league. Um, so think he gets pulled up next year. Oh, 100%. Perfect. Thank God. Yeah, we're not working with him anymore. So at least at this point, we're yeah, it's it's five to one. The energy was still there somehow. I don't know how the energy in the arena is still there at this point. A lot of people from Wednesday's game <laughs> must must be, but I I felt bad because the oh resounding cheer when Johnny got pulled oh, hurt a little. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I felt bad. You know I what? couldn't tell if the chair was for him getting pulled or St. Cyr getting his Shit. first pro moments. I'm going to say it's that just so I don't feel as bad about what happened. Because we like Johnny. Johnny's oh, I love Johnny. Johnny belongs in Grand Rapids next year. Yeah, he does. With uh, a team in front of him that's going to play like Toledo does. Well, I know why there was some energy. What was that? But I'll let you, I'll let you continue and then... Okay. <laughs> um, I don't want to jump the gun again. You're good at that tonight. So Milwaukee had gone up five one seven minutes in to or the second, and then it was pretty quiet there. As soon as Saint Cyr got put in, I hope I'm pronouncing it right too. By the way, um, as soon as he got put in, this team started playing the best defense they've played all freaking season. I have never seen this team play so defensively structured all season long because they know obviously this, this is kid's first pro game. He's very nervous. Oh, he you could tell by his movement. He was. Terrified in the second period there, but at the same point, once he got to lose, exactly, we're already down five to one. The fans sitting next to me was like, "Oh, that poor kid," and I'm like, "Why? It can't get much worse." (laughs) She was like, "Oh, yeah, you're right." I mean, he could have gave up five. Yeah, but the loss wasn't going to go on him. No, not at all. At this point, third period comes around though. Again, still down five one. Five minutes in, Drew Warad gets a goal. Off a sick little entry by Trenton Bliss. The yeah. walleye guys connecting here. It's like they've done this before. Oh, they've done it before. Bliss made a nice zone entry. Cuts across. Gets a beautiful shot on net that bounces off the pad of Askarov. Lands right on Warhead's stick who tucks it in right behind him. Boom. Are we back in it? It felt like it for a second because you're like, okay. It, you know, we're, it's, it's, it's 5-2. It is what it is. That was at the 5 minute 37 second mark of that period. At the 6 minute 47 second mark, Danny O'Regan gets a goal. Danny! Uh, assisted by Les Perrance and Carter Mazer. Who? Carter Mazer. Is this a new guy? Oh, we'll talk about Carter in a second. Okay. We'll talk about Carter. <laughs> Carter's, Carter's a new guy. But... Where did he come from? Oh, oh we'll talk about it later. Exactly. <laughs> so at this point, even at this point after the. Warhead goal, Zane had said over the PA, is it comeback time? And then this goal happens a minute later, and he's like, oh, it's comeback time. Unfortunately, there there was no comeback. (laughs) The rally caps on. It felt like, dude, the energy was electric. I was was all back. It felt like Wednesday Wednesday night game all over again. I was like, we're going to do this again. Holy crap. But with the level of defensiveness that they had to play in front of St. Cyr, they, they couldn't get it done offensively. And it's unfortunate. Um, Milwaukee ended up getting their sixth goal on an empty netter. 
that Daniel Regan goal was a power play goal, which is nice to see Lesbian and O'Regan continuing to get power play points. We went one for five on the power play in that game. Oh, what what did we do on the penalty kill? Milwaukee got two, went two for two on the power play. So special teams for sure played it. Yeah. If we didn't play, what were the shots? Final tally on shots. This is where I tell you that Grand Rapids was trying, and we got goalied a little bit. Grand Rapids, 46 shots on goal. So free bowling. Milwaukee's 25. Free bowling. That's Toledo. Oh. (laughs) Wait, we get free chili, right? That's also Toledo. Ah. Dang. Curly fries? Oh, that's things. Oh, yeah. Curly fries. This was a tough one, man. So, you know, I say this this game hurt, right? It hurt to see a comeback like that get stifled. It it sucks. At the end of the day, we did this to ourselves. So when I say Milwaukee went two for two on the power play, right? Yep. The two penalties that they that the Griffins took for them to get those two power plays, both too many men. Oh yep. Yep. I don't know why that was suddenly an issue last night, but it was. We have not had that issue all season long. And it, suddenly we had this issue with too many men on the ice. I don't know what happened, but that's that sucks. That's the two freaking. That's the only two real penalties outside of the other stuff that happened that put Milwaukee in the power play. Like we did this to ourselves at this point. It was self inflicted. But the other penalties that happened that game were sweet. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? So you know, I saw the Sabrango fight. Sabrango gets in a fight. I did not get to see the new power fight. New Power gets in a fight as well. Was that a good one? It was a pretty good tilt. Who won? Uh, new Power. I would say New Power won that one. So New should... Power gets a game misconduct being the aggressor in this situation. He would never be an aggressor. Never! He's such a gentleman. I just like that the dude he fought's last name. It looks like it's App-App. Up-up? <laughs> Up-up? Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. That, they did have two fights in the game. They were trying to keep people into it, which did keep people into it. Just taking those two too many Ben penalties sucked. And, you know, that's unfortunately the ones they capitalized on. I hate it. It's awful. But there's a positive out of that. And the positive out of that game is our new boy Carter Mazer gets his first point. First point. First pro point, I should say. First pro point of many based off what we're seeing. So for those of you who don't know, Carter Mazer is one of the Wings' high draft picks. Just came from Denver, or Denver University, fresh out of college. And this kid looks like he's going to be the real deal. I'm so excited. So, like, I was excited to go to the game because Carter was in town. And yeah. Wallander was projected to be playing, too. William Wallander was projected to be playing. But we'll talk about Mazer first. So Mazer played his first game Wednesday night against the Wolves. Who's he play like? Tyler Bertuzzi. Really? Yes. So we have two of these guys now? Well, we no, we lost one. Well, I mean, Marco. <laughs> I think, well, I don't know about Casper playing like Bertuzzi yet. I haven't watched enough of him play. But Mazer, in the AHL at least, reminds me of Bert for multiple reasons. One, the missing teeth. It helps. <laughs> two, this kid stepped on the ice Wednesday. It looked like he belonged in the AHL right off the bat. He was keeping up with speed, pace, making crazy plays right off the bat, being super aggressive, being all over the puck, making smart plays with the puck, creating scoring chances, even drawing penalties, and still generating a scoring chance. 
I think everyone that's a Wings fan saw that one go around Twitter. It was his first highlight, I'd say, as a Griffin. You know, gets a turnover in the neutral zone, comes in, skates in, gets tripped, gets back up, maintaining puck possession, and still gets a nice shot off on goal. If that would have went in, that arena would have exploded that night. Oh, my God. I would have been so mad that I missed the game if that had happened. I would have felt so bad for you. (laughs) Um, He's played extremely well. He's getting power play time already. Uh, He's joined that power play line of uh, O'Regan, Lespie, Hirose, and whatever defenseman they rotate in. That one, mostly McIsaac or Lashoff. But he's joined that power play line already. And I don't know. He's, He's the real deal, man. I'm very excited about this kid. Wings fans have a reason to be excited. Will he cut? Will he make the cut for the Wings next year? We don't know. He'll probably be like an Elmer situation. He could be like an Elmer situation, but I think he, if that if that's the situation, he starts here. It's the opposite. He starts here instead of there, and then he makes his way there. I think it's the opposite situation of that. Could you imagine this team with oh my god full health with Carter and Wallander? This team currently, with all the pieces that are supposed to be here, healthy or are not in Detroit, we'd be on a crazy tear of wins right now. They're probably Fantelli. No, that's, <laughs> he's still playing for Michigan. Jesus. No, I mean, for next year. Oh. <laughs> Don't get me too excited over here. Um, yeah, Mazer, good for him. The uh, funniest story out of uh, last night's game. With the jersey auction afterwards. Yes. His was one of the after-game ones, smart on the Griffins, because they knew they'd get a good crowd to show up for the other jerseys for that, to try to get his. So, his gets up to, I think, 600 bucks. Yeah, I told you to bet on it. I think it was between six to seven. I yep. was like, I'll, I'll, I'll spend the and money And then I look it. over, and it gets to 650 and I look over, and some random lady in a Red Wings Mazer jersey with number 43. And I was like, who has that already? Like, what? Yeah. And then the person next to me goes, Carter's mom. Did everybody stop bidding then? No. Someone ran her up an extra 50 bucks. What a jerk. I know. What a jerk. Uh, I felt so bad, but she did end up winning the jersey. I hope they didn't pay for it. I mean, come on. I don't think these jerseys were going to any charity as far as I know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. These ones just went straight to the team. So I hope she got to just take that jersey home. I was talking to Brian on Twitter today, and he said that uh, he sat by. He was sitting by his dad, Carter's dad, and they were talking. He said they were good people. They seemed like really cool people. Uh, I didn't realize that was them. I know where they were sitting on Wednesday night too. They were down at ice level uh, in the a section over from where I was sitting that night because I remember seeing this dude kept getting up, taking pictures every time Carter was in the ice. I'm like, I think that that's got to be a family member. That's got to be, that's and it so was his cool. parents. So. No, it was cool that they were both that they were here for both of his first two games with us. And they got, got to, to see his first point. point. Yeah. Which would have been a goal for him, but they did get also the jersey he was wearing is his first pro point. So that's pretty cool. But that was definitely one of the highlight moments of that there. It's like, yeah, of course his mom's gonna get the first jersey auction that has his name on it. Good yeah. for her. When you Good told me that. that it was over, I was like, What do you mean it's over? I thought the whole auction had ended. You're like, No, it's already over that amount. And I was like, Darn and you're like his mom got it. I was like, okay, I feel better about it. Then yeah, I, yeah. If, if we lost it out to some rando, you're like, dang it. And you feel, it's his mom, okay. They're not all randos. Like, we know some of these people. Well, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Some of these are listeners, Brandon. You got to treat them with oh respect. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ugh, <you're> the worst. <laughs> you but, knew what you were getting into with this. I, I did. Because we knew we were in for the long haul in this episode here. But we actually 
talked about all those games in about the same amount of time we would usually talk about a normal weekend of Griffin's hockey. So luckily there was one just bad game in there we just didn't want to talk about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> but it easy. Carter obviously got signed oh, to us by Detroit. And then William Wallander comes over from Sweden. Wally. Uh hasn't played yet, unfortunately. Um Well fortunately. Because I want to see it. Well, we're going to see him for sure. Well, there's at least only in one. The last, at least in the last home game, but we'll be able to watch him, you know, in these uh, next, uh, hopefully, I'm hoping tomorrow. The Griffins have an away game in Rockford tomorrow. Um, but yeah, William Allender comes over from Sweden. Obviously, another one of the Wings' top draft picks, top prospect currently. Um, another really good defensive player that we need right now with how, def- how depleted we are in defense. And Edmondson. Edmondson's not going to be back in Grand Rapids. Yeah, he's not coming back. They are playing the game of not burning his first year of his entry-level deal. Um, But he's clearly earned his spot there. Because Edmondson has been playing incredible hockey in Detroit. Some nights being the best player on the ice. Yeah, I mean, he's made Shroud look really good. He did make Shroud look good. I was was not... I haven't been able to watch a lot of games either uh, for the Wings-wise. but I, when I saw he was being paired up with Sherrod, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I was like, I think everyone was like, second second pairing, uh, Edmondson. Yay, Sherrod. Uh, oh. Uh, he played well. Yeah. From the sounds of it. Yeah, no. Edmondson's playing really well, so it's good to have Wallander be here. We don't know what Wallander looks like going into the team next year. Defense, I mean, again, the Wings' defensive prospect tunnel or funnel is loaded. It's loaded. I know. Wood side. Yeah. Um, but it's good having him. I'm excited to see. Hopefully we get to see him hit the ice uh, in Rockford. That would be a key piece and a key game to get. But I also worry he's another Swedish uh, hockey league player coming over. They have all struggled to adjust to the North American ice at first. I do have a concern there. But also at the same time, his talent and skill level is high enough where I don't think he'll have that issue. Here's Here's my problem with this is that the Wings are not fighting for anything right now. Like, they're not eliminated yet. I know what you're about to talk about. We haven't talked about him yet. No, I'm just saying, like... Oh, okay. No, they're... Well, we'll get there, too, but they're not eliminated yet. The Wings aren't. But I think they're... How? Yeah, their chances are not as It's like good. 0.2% or something like that, but... Yeah, it, they're hanging on by a thread. So are we. <laughs> they, well, I think our thread might be a little bit bigger than... Yeah, it is. It's only seven points after this game. Even against Milwaukee, Griffin's only seven points out. I think we could... If we could get everybody back, just... I'm not team tank for the Wings. Like, I'm, Oh, yeah, 100% I'm fully, team tank. Full team tank. I get Bernard it. Fantilli, all the way. Yeah, if we could... Because I, I know we're close. And if we could just sandbag and just tank the rest of the season, what Chicago and Columbus has been doing, Give these, give Simon back to us. Give uh, Chaseod, give Luff, give Sarnik back to us. Let us go on a freaking tear. Give Ned. Ned, get like, well, no. <laughs> get, put Johnny in Detroit. Let's go. No, 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 no. no. I'm okay with Ned being a player yeah, yeah, because sure. I, for, yeah, just as the player and the person, like he belongs in the NHL. And so yeah. he deserves that shot to do the tryout if we don't resign him. And Helberg looked shaky from what I understand last night. So he started off the game really well, but the wheels turned off. Was it the wheels fell off in front? No, no. Um, 
Yeah, no, it was not Helbrick's fault. In most games that Helbrick loses, except for, I think, one of the games he's played Detroit, not been his fault either. It's been one of the nights the team is just terrible in front of him. That happens. It does happen sometimes. But the prospect funnel is starting to appear in front of us. Stevie's loading up the cabinet, and it's coming to uh, fruition. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's like... We're going to start being able to make some recipes with some of this... Yeah. Idiots. yeah, it's like you sitting here thinking like, oh man, we're going to lose Edmonton and Detroit next season in Grand Rapids. Here, I have Wallander. Yep. There you go. Have fun. <laughs> well, he might so, make it up there too, though. He could. And, uh, oh God, what do we get, Shrot? Do you know I'm the just old... kidding. No. <laughs> Holy Jesus. What, uh, how old is Wally? I'd say 20. I'm not 100% sure. He's is young. he really? He's... They're all the kids. And that that's the Swedish league that Cider played in. That Edmonton played in. That Elmer played in. See, at first, I was, like, nervous for these, like, 18-year-old, 20-year-old kids. To, no, like, they're playing the this NHL. giant men's league. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you've ever watched clips from this league, these guys are not yeah. kids. <laughs> I'm like, they, I don't think they're going to be ready for the NHL, but uh, apparently we're going to see. Right. So, the only, only other prospect that they've called up, I mean, we got the surprise after the Wings get destroyed the other night. Or no, that was after our win. We won. Oh, sorry, that was after the win. That was a huge that win. That was the huge win against uh, Carolina, right? Yeah. There yep. Where Wally scores right at the end of the game. Wallman scores at the end of the game uh, with two seconds left. Yeah, I missed this entire game. I did too, except for the shot. I, I turned it on. Get, I didn't even get to see that live. <laughs> I, was, I like, was so disappointed. I had it on ESPN. I just was on my iPad. I saw it on ESPN. I'm like, and I have no audio. I have no audio. What the heck? And then Wallman just buries it. And I was like, holy shit, we just won. <laughs> yep. And we Heather, did. I was on the phone with Heather at the time and I was like, I can't get through I was like, oh my god, we just won. Yep. And she's like, What? I'm like, I'm watching the game. <laughs> I was like, I have no audio. That's why when you tweeted me the next day, I was like, Are you making fun of me because I have no audio either? I had or... no clue about any of that. It was just the <laughs> fact that Leah Hextall was commentating on that goal you tweeted and I just yeah, we're not getting into that on this podcast. <laughs> That's um, fantastic. So that win happens. Super exciting win. Ned gets a win against Carolina. Which is Detroit. huge. Huge for him. It was his hundredth game. Hundredth game. Um and then all of a sudden, like two hours later, social media lights up and the wings had I went to the bed. wings, not the Griffins, not anyone else. The wings get Marco Casper signed. And assigned to Detroit. Which we all thought Marco Casper was either going to the junior tournament or whatever. We didn't think he was coming. We knew Wallander was coming. Everyone had kind of lit up social media about that. We knew he was coming to Grand Rapids. We all kind of thought if Casper was coming to North America, he was coming straight to Grand Rapids too, and I would have exploded. Oh my gosh. I was like, here's our playoff push right here with Casper. Yeah, you get Casper in Grand Rapids, and and then you get some of the guys back with all these. Oh my gosh. Like, what, what happened? I would have transferred nope, straight to Detroit. I would have been so bought back in. <laughs> like, you would have too. Because I was, I was not keen on going to the last two games. And then I was like, okay, Wallander's here. Carter's here. All right. All right. I, I'll go. to. The, I, I'll go. I'll go. Yeah. Good for Casper going straight to Detroit. Uh, it was a bummer he didn't play last night against Winnipeg, but apparently it was a good thing. Um, I I think he could have made a difference. He probably could have. <laughs> this kid is looking like he's going to be an incredible player. Uh, rocket number ninety two as well. I saw oh, that. I someone kept joking around at first that he's wearing number ninety one, and I was like, "Don't you dare!" I, that's all I could think but of. They too. didn't let him wear ninety one if he wanted it. Really? I, I'm just assuming. If he wanted that one, why would he just go with ninety two? I don't know. 
I don't know. That's reading too much into them maybe finally retiring Federhouse member. <laughs> oh, that's who wore it? 91? I was just playing with I you. was going to say, holy <laughs> crap, we might have to end your tenure on a hockey podcast if you didn't know that. Jesus. Um, no, as know. this conversation's gone off the rails of the Griffins here real quick. Not really, though, because these prospects, I mean, these are people, we don't know what's going to happen next. There's so much unknown, but the next season could be a really interesting one in Grand Rapids. Well, they always are interesting for one way or another. Well, my biggest fear is that we're going to get these guys and we're going to see a lot of back and forth with Detroit like we're seeing this year just because of the talent pool that's here. That's like we talk about the players gelling, getting familiar with each other. Are we going to see another Grand Rapids season like this next year, no matter who's behind the bench as a coach? That's my would, biggest concern. What do you mean? Who would? That's going to be behind the we'll coach. Get, we'll get into that later. <laughs> or behind the bench. We'll get into that later because we went and saw maybe our future head coach in person. To wrap up the segment on the Griffins here, as of today, April 1st. We're still in the same spot we were. No, we're seven points out. Every time we've talked before, <laughs> we're eight or ten. We are closer. And as it stands right now. So we played more games and we're about one point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we played a lot of games. But as it stands right now, too. We're we're counting on the Wolves tonight beating Rockford. And at the end of the second period, Wolves are up three nothing. I mean, we're still gonna we're still be chasing the Wolves at that point, but we're a heck of a lot closer to the Wolves than we were Rockford and all of them. And we play Rockford tomorrow. Rockford played last night, had a tornado warning at their game. Yeah, I saw that. That was crazy. Glad everybody's safe down there. Holy crap. I couldn't imagine being like in a packed arena and all of a sudden everybody evacuate the seating area. Wait. Wild. Are you, you just can't imagine being in a packed arena? Or no, I was <laughs> last night. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, it, it is fair. <laughs> but, so Rockford played that crazy game. That Whatever happened with that last night. They're... Did they reschedule or did they play that game? No, they, they came back and played. Oh, okay. They lost 3 nothing. Good for them. Yep. They're down 3 nothing right now, and we play them tomorrow. They got back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. This so... is the best-case scenario for us to make up some ground right here. I'm a little excited about it. Yeah, I'm going to stay neutral here. Yep. Hey, you know what? That's perfectly fine. And I won't make fun of you on the next recording. Perfect. I love it. So tomorrow's game is against <laughs> them in Rockford at 5 o'clock. We get three days off, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then we're in Winnipeg to face the Moose Thursday and Friday. That should be interesting. Any predictions? Uh, it's so hard to say because I don't know what the roster looks like um because after saint sierra gets his pro debut they cut him i don't know if that means Huso's coming back and we're going to see ned back or or i don't know what any of this looks like there's a lot of unknown because i'm not that tied in with the team uh on the back end i wish i was i wish i knew people that knew these things and i could talk about them um but i know we're getting there brandon i hope so one day we're getting there Um, It's, it's happening fast it's weird. It is weird. So we got those three games. Rockford, Manitoba, Manitoba. The Moose. Two days off. But we'll probably record by then. And then they have the Monsters on a Monday. On a freaking Monday in Cleveland. Well, it's again, Cleveland. We're... We play them on yeah, home in weird days. It's weird. Nine times. That one's at noon? No, that's a 7 o'clock at night. Thank <laughs> God. So just again, Rockford, Manitoba, Manitoba, Monsters. The final home game of the season, Grand Rapids, is against Rockford. The I... final game of the season is the next day in Chicago. These, those two games 
could be huge. Or they could mean nothing. <laughs> well, every game means something. To somebody. To somewhere. I don't know where we're going. I don't, you know, I just kind of... <laughs> but the fact that that's what these last one, two, three, four, five, six games, six games left, that's what this season looks like. That the last few games of the season look like. I I mean, I'm just counting us out, and I'm just excited to watch Carter Mazur and to watch... Oh, yeah, Wednesday night Wall at the beginning, I was just fully zoned in watching every movie. That's why I was getting so excited because of how many great moves he was making. I know every fan didn't catch it because every fan's just sitting there staring at him. I probably felt like one of his family members just watching just what he was doing because the kid is that good. I just wanted to see what he was capable of in his first game, and he freaking delivered. I might rewatch this game tomorrow. You should. I might. If you could focus on him, rock then to go to number 54, yeah. Mr. Giovanni Smith. Who else the last person who wore that in Grand Rapids. Who else wore that? I don't know. Darren Helm? In Grand Rapids? No, he wore 43 in Detroit, which is the jersey number that his mom was wearing, so I'm wondering if that's the jersey number he wants in Detroit. I'm concerned. That is his favorite player. I know that is his favorite player. So He, he plays, plays a lot. Like, Never mind. He plays a lot like Darren Helm? No, he plays a lot better than Darren Helm. Well, Sorry, Helm. Love you, Helm. You want to call the cup with us, too, you know? We uh, like you. If you want to be on the podcast, you're more than welcome. Yeah. Sure. We're allies. Yeah. This went off the rails. Um, anything else you want to add about the Griffins, man? Because, I mean, we, we can still talk roster changes for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, there's too many. I don't want to... The, last, the last roster change that happened last night is the most recent one. Obviously, Mazer Wallander here. Uh, St. Sierra got cut from his tryout last night. We don't know if that's because a goalie's coming back or if it's just because of how those the paying of those contracts works, the payouts work, or traveling with the team since the next three games or four games are all on the road. Um, and then Charlie Curdy, who was here from the walleye, got released from his professional tryout back to the walleye, which good for them. They need the defensive help right now. Exciting to see him go back there from what we've seen and talked to people. Toledo fans love Curdy, and I liked him while he was here. Chucky. Yeah, it was mad he didn't get to play last night, but also at the same time, it's whatever. So. That's what the Griffins look like coming forward. We have four away games, one more home game, then one last away game. And the season could be over, or maybe we're talking about the playoffs in episode 10. Who knows? We got to go to Toledo. Wait, there was a game before that. This is an important game. Okay. This was an important game for us. So, Well, we can still say that we got to go to Toledo before we leave that game, because we did get to go to Toledo, and it was sweet. But there was a game before that. Who there did were, they play? There were two Walk games before it. that. Oh, my God. So this was not a good game for us, okay. which was weird to talk about because we were nervous about going to Toledo and watching them lose and uh, breaking the streak. And uh, you know what? They got that out of the way before we got there. Yay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> but... Just mentally. I didn't care. I mean, yeah. So they played reading on Friday, March 24th, going against Griffin's legend. Pat Nagel. Pat Nagel. <laughs> you see how I paused? Griffin's and Walleye legend. So you could uh, yeah. <laughs> get the pronunciation. <laughs> I got you, buddy. I got you. Yeah, he played for the Griffins and the Walleye. Uh, both goalies that played for reading played for Toledo. Uh, so 42 shots on net. For Toledo against Nagel? Yeah. Okay. Nagel saved 40 of them. 
Oh, are you saying we lost this game? We lost this game. You're saying the streak's over? The streak was over. Oh, dang. And Kosa had 22 shots. Kosa played that, 22 shots. He let in four. So everyone has an off night. Everyone has an off night. He's now in charge of the like carrying the load because Johnny's up here with us. Yeah, he's getting it all put on his shoulders right now. So it's good to see like how he's gonna react, how he's gonna bounce back, how he's gonna play. And I mean that was a lot of pressure. I mean, if you've got eighteen wins in the last, you know, few games, I I would feel pressure. But... Uh yeah. Especially at his age. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. He's only tw- 19, 20? 19, 20 years old. Yeah, he's he's. They're young allowed guy. to lose a game. Yep, it happens. You can't win twenty in a row all the time, you know. <laughs> and this was uh, I had six first game back too. Uh, we had a few players from Toledo up with us. Yeah, at this point too. we had a, we had quite a few. They had made quite a few signings from college, um, from college kids straight out straight out of college right to the walleye uh, because we've had so many players called up here. Jake Willits. That was one of the big ones. Yeah. And um, then they had Bednar was down there too. Yeah, yeah, Bednar. Backing up Kosa. backing up Kosa. So. Wild. Not much I want to talk about on that one. We, the streak was streak over. Ended. So, time to start a new Kosa one. has an off night. Kosa has an off night. Time to start the new streak, right? Time to start the new streak. So, so then Saturday, because this is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday situation, right? Yeah. Okay. So, Saturday they played Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Yep. They won five to one. Kosa in that. Kosa in that again. That's one heck of a rebound. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not like Toledo got outplayed. I mean, forty-two shots the night before. Nagel just stood on his head. Yeah, I mean, you can't be mad at there. But uh, yeah, four goals. There was an empty netter. Uh, your goals came from Crags, Hawkins, nice. Cox, and Willits, which was his like second game. So it was his first goal. I thought he scored in the first game. Uh, yeah, you know what? We had a point in the first game. He had a goal in his first game. But Willits, two games, two goals. Two games, two goals. Good for him. That's sweet, man. I don't know where they get these kids. They have good college scouts. <laughs> and these guys, like, they just plug and play. They don't miss a beat. They miss zero beats. It I, speaks to the coaching of that team. It's got to be that system, too. Like whatever their system that they're playing, it's got to be super quick and easy to it's, like. It speaks to everybody on that team and how they play with each other, but it speaks to the coaching and how in the coaching and the system they run. Man, they man. don't miss a beat. Yeah, I mean, if you're losing players left and right, calling players up and down, and they're still got these wins and they're still playing really well, like what more can you ask for from a coach? To coach your Griffins. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pause. Uh, so that took us to Sunday. We were there. We we were physically there. In we person, were mentally there. We were in emo- the bank tank, emotionally there. I I want you to talk on your like where do you want to talk about the game first? We talk about the experience first. Are you talking about the game? I would talk about the game. Okay, yeah, yeah I can talk about the game. Say, so, you talk the games for Toledo, man. I'm just here for the vibes of Toledo. Oh, Jesus. What <laughs> a Uno reverse card for me tonight. You're welcome. So, game was... It was a crazy game. Yeah, they played Friday, played Saturday, and Kosa played both those, and Kosa gets a start in this one. Kosa gets a start for this one. Three nights in a row. Yeah, this one, it was it was a crazy back and forth. Well, Toledo goes up three goals in the first period. Yes, they did. 
And then Greenville comes back and scores two in the second. So we're like, okay, we're still up uh, going into the third. And then Greenville scores two. And you're like, oh, geez, like this is what what is going on here? Costa's giving up four goals in this game. Like, not, it's very uncharacteristic. Wow. Uncharacteristic for you're him. You're good. And we're there in person. We're like, what is going on? He's played three games back to back to back. 44 saves in that game. I mean, he was, he was getting so over 100 up. shots faced in three games, man. Yeah, it, I mean that that's a that's a lot for a goalie. It's a ton, especially for a goalie of his age. Yeah. Uh they go with fourteen minutes left. Toledo ties it up. Yeah, they did. It was crazy. Uh they <laughs> go to overtime. Yep. And we hit so okay, so I remember I just try to like revisit this too without giving away too much of the experience. But I remember that game; they hit like two posts in the third period. They were like pouring it back on. They were if trying posts to... were goals. We would have smoked Greenville. Yeah, it, we were just off by that much. And then we go to overtime. They hit two more posts. Like the it was just it was crazy in the in the arena. And then we go to shootout, and we lost in the shootout. Yes, it and Kosa had there was a couple breakaways that he. It was just him and the go- and the forward, and he stopped all three of the breakaways that the Toledo had given up. Yeah. So I thought we were going to be able to get this, and going into the shootout, I was like, here we go. He's already stopped three. All he needs to do is stop three more, and then we're, yeah. we're back in it, you know? Yeah. But unfortunately, it was there was a loss, and uh, that's it for right now for Toledo. I mean, they played those three games. They're playing... Let me see. They play one more game after that, but let's talk about let's talk about the experience. Yeah, let's talk about the experience of this game. So you had seen the Wall at least play in person once. You've met some of the fans. You've experienced what they travel like to Kalamazoo at least. You you've experienced this team in person. I hadn't going into this. I did not know what to expect. I thought it was going to be crazier based off the away, like them going to Kalamazoo. I thought it was going to be crazier. But, but it was still like I'm not that, disappointed. No, 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 not at all. Like I'm no. not, I'm not putting that down at all. Like no, nope. Kalamazoo. I felt like it was a ten, and then going into the bank tank or the fish tank, whatever you guys call it out there, it was still a <laughs> nine out of ten. Like I, it was way better than any game that I've been to. Yeah, I mean, it's it. it I couldn't believe the experience of a hockey game in Toledo. Like you're thinking, like okay, it's Toledo, Ohio. It's going to be a minor league hockey game. What am I really getting myself into? Toledo's a hockey city. Yeah, I... I don't care who says what. Toledo's a hockey city. It doesn't surprise me how many season ticket holders they have. I loved every second, even losing in that. I loved every second of that game. I didn't love losing. I don't care. I, I hate losing. I just loved being there. That was the most fun I've had at a hockey game. In, and I saw the Griffins come back and win that game, scoring six goals in the third period. That Toledo game was the most fun I had because the experience of just being was there. so much better than what we so, had to it seemed. Just per, we'll start with the arena experience, right? Because this is something at some point we're going to talk about with Van Andel down the road. Going in, going from Toledo Sunday, 
to Van Andel Wednesday, I could hear a pin drop in comparison to how much louder those fans keep that arena in Toledo. It was absolutely bonkers. Like, the fans that were behind us with those massive cowbells were not everybody's highlight, but they were cracking me the heck up. I've never seen a cowbell that big. No, I haven't. It was the size of a wedding bell, man. Like, oh my god. A church bell. I think he, he had like two, like, it was a two-hander. Oh yeah, there was like three of them up there too. The, I remember, so, walking up to the arena, it's, it looks brand new. I don't know when it was built. I don't know either, but yeah, from the outside? It looks great. brand new. We walk in. We walk in to identify what team plays there right off the bat. Yeah. Toledo stuff, walleye stuff all over the outside. Yep. You knew you were at the right place. We walk in. It didn't take us long to go through, like, metal Super detectors, quick. everything like that. Uh, I, I felt like theirs was set up really well, too, because yeah. you walk through the doors, and then you go, you could split, because they're, they share that building with an aquarium. Yeah, there was arrows. There were there were arrows to go to aquarium. I think that's just what they call the banquet room that you can see into, like aquarium. I don't think there's no way. I yeah, you and Heather both fell for that. Somebody better. Somebody DMs. Let us know. uh, Correct us because I Heather both fell for that one. That was that's funny. That cracks me up. I don't think there's an aquarium in there. If there is, I'm mind blown. Somebody please come to my rescue. Yeah. Right. Help this guy out. <laughs> uh, so I thought it was cool because you could walk in. You had the store to the right, and then you had you went through detectors and everything to the left, and there was no like delay or anything. Like when we go to the Griffins, you're waiting outside. There's no way to not wait. Outside. Yeah, even through metal detectors in the seat, in the ticket turnstiles are right there. You still had to walk. They had it sectioned off right where you walked through this whole like queue to get to the ticket spot first. Yeah, after the metal detector, which is nice. But yeah, they have the store right off there, kind of like we do. But no, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. the zone's right down to the right. Okay, how well advertises that? Uh, from inside the arena, not at all. Yeah, I did. I didn't even know the zone exists. I know. <laughs> I've never That's problem it. number one. Yeah, but and then you go up. Yep. And then they have even more stores up upstairs. Two or three stores upstairs total, which I thought were really cool because I was looking for stuff. There was and different stuff in each one. There, yeah, there was different stuff in each one. I wouldn't have cared if they had the same stuff in each one. Right. I, I, I wanted gear. And here was my complaint. One, we missed the bobblehead, which... We, we knew we were going to miss the bobblehead. Yeah, which we, we didn't know the doors open at 3 on a 7 o'clock game. Yeah. Is that, that what it was? 3.30, I think it was. Holy crap. Now, I don't know if that was just for season ticket holders or not. I, I didn't clarify. That's fair. But then I go to through the section, and I'm looking for stuff, and nothing's in my size. It is the end of the season. I am a medium, and there was I couldn't find anything that I liked it or in my size. It is the end of the season. That's the like, that's the only like yeah, cushion but... I'll give them there. Okay, but for carryover into next season, if they're especially if the stuff you're looking for, it's they're not change. carrying over and they're changing it. That that's the only like exception. Like you are the Griffins right now, you can't buy the black jersey. They only have the white jerseys in stock. It's the end of the season. Ah, that's disappointing. I know. I just I found what I wanted. Well, kind of. <sighs> Yeah, so I wanted the hoodie too. I wanted a hoodie. I wanted a jersey. I wanted something, and I just could not find anything in my size. Couldn't find anything to wear. It's okay. The swap shop delivers in pretty quick time too. I already ordered. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just a different complaint, but uh, 
I just remember going up to the, t- like, going up the escalator, and I was a kid in a candy shop, and I was like, where are we going? What are we doing? I want to see everything. I am so pumped. And, well, we walked by those frames. The frame. You? Yes. Yeah. Did you notice where mine is? No. Open the door. Oh, is it in the hallway there? <laughs> yeah, I, the I walked right past it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, to, thanks to that little frame shop there. There's a beautiful, I don't know what size it is. It's large. Um, wow. Signed and framed picture of Sebastian Cosa hanging above my desk. Big right old Seabass. Oh, where? Yeah, right next to my desk. Oh, know. at home? Yeah, yeah, it looks so nice. Right where I you know, sit and edit the podcast. I get to just turn and look at Cosa. It's great. I love it. No, that was cool. That's something. I don't know if they do that all the time or what it is there, but that's something I've never seen here um, in Grand Rapids where you have that memorabilia set up like that. Where would you put it? Here. Wherever you want. There's so much unused space at this point. We're not going to get into Vanian. We can't because that's a whole episode in itself. I've been walking through. Every Wednesday I've gone without anybody or with someone showing up late, I just take like two laps at the arena and brainstorm in my head what I would do different. Oh, perfect. It's been fantastic. I'm excited for and that episode. Exercise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, back to Toledo. So yeah, we both got these really cool uh, art pieces uh, that are signed by, you got Darren McCarty's Fight Night Fight at, at the, the Joe. Joe. This was, I mean, I've followed hockey before that, but that was like my eye-opening fall yeah. in love. It was on the anniversary day. I wasn't going to buy it at first, but I was like, you know what? I probably, I should, I should, I was disappointed I wasn't buying any uh, gear. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. I got some money. That's, uh, let's, let's get do this. I, I really wanted that Lindstrom one, but I don't know how that, uh, yeah, I heard that would have been sick. Yeah. You got that one. I got the Kosa one. It's sweet. So we get up there and, you know, I'm used to Vandal's concourse, right? I haven't been into many other barns other than, you know, the wings. Uh, I love it. It, it felt sick. like I was at a baseball stadium concourse, but in a hockey arena. Yeah, you know what? Now that you mentioned that, yeah, because that smell all the food, the white cap, like the it, if you yeah. go to White Caps, like it's kind of like that. Yeah, in or Tiger Stadium. Yeah, it's kind of what or that Tiger Stadium, Comerica. but Comerica. Yeah, you just smell the food. All they have a bunch of different varieties. Of food options, restaurants, stuff like that. They had all those from. little markets, which were yeah. like set up. So I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And they had. We walked around in the first intermission. They had like sit down bar. Yeah, I was like, "That's freaking cool." That's what Kalamazoo has. Oh, they have those. Cool. Too. The ECHLs figured this out, but our AHL people can't figure this out. Next episode. Yep. Um. <laughs> first off season one. So this is like this is still our first experience of this arena. We're still just walking around trying to take it in. Um, eyes are huge at this point, like fish, fish eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, well, my eyes got huge when I saw the size of their eleven dollar beers. My God, they're huge! It was great. I was digging everything about that. Yeah, you had what six of them? No, shut up. <laughs> Only a couple of them. The, the drinks afterwards and beforehand didn't help. You were tanked at the tank. I, no, I was. That was happening. That, that hit after the tank. Um. Anyways, so concessions like line moves quick for how many people were there. I mean, the game sold out. Yeah, and everything goes really smooth there, from what I could see. I don't know if it goes like that every game or not. It's a Sunday, you know. You don't anticipate full staff or anything. Everybody was super nice. Everyone was so nice and friendly. The experience at this point, we haven't gotten to our seats yet. I haven't even seen the ice yet. In my experience, is already like positive. 
I'm really happy at this point. Yeah. So then we go in. We get our seat. And I can tell with the way that this arena set up, there is not a bad spot to watch hockey in that arena. No, not at all. And it was cold. Oh, it was wonderful. I was like, man. I, I hate like... sitting in a hockey game sweating. Like, it doesn't make sense. No. And, yeah, it was nice and cold in there. Views were good. Pre-game stuff was fantastic. Players entering through the giant walleye head. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, Spike, the mascot, hands down, fantastic. Him uh, flying the Toledo flag at the center. Or, no, was it the Toledo flag or American flag? I can't remember. No, it was the Toledo flag. Sorry. I'm thinking of two different things I watched today. Uh, <laughs> this is the Toledo flag at the center ice. Being super into cool. it, pounding on the ice. Like, yeah. This mascot's into it, gets the fans into it. You can tell. Uh, pre-game production at this point, fantastic. Yeah. Anthem, good. Um, giant. Oh, everybody screams, hit somebody. Okay, so you told me about this, and I had heard about this whole thing going into this game. And, I, I, you know, I remember back in the day in the Griffins games, you know, you get the Go Griffins at the same point in the Anthem or whatever. It was just a few hundred people, maybe. No, that whole freaking arena screams hit somebody at that point. It shocked the crap out of me. I was like, holy cow. Okay, that's the moment where I was like, these fans are awesome. Yeah. I love it here. I belong here. I love this. We were sitting, the people that were behind us were like, they they were older season ticket holders. They had all of the cowbells. They were fully into it. They had a huge, like, quilt uh, thing of rally towels. Yeah. That was sweet. Um... I didn't see that around the other parts. So. No, no. Everybody had their own little thing in that their little section. There. Yeah, it was cool. Um, they have the giant spike balloon that flies around, which reminds me of the old Griffin one they used to have back in the day. Um, instead of the tiny little blimp we have now. Yeah, they should bring the Griffin back. Oh, it was so it. cool. I'll find pictures of it for you sometime. Um, yeah, everything production wise in the arena just felt good, and then gameplay starts. Fans are immediately into it. It doesn't stop, man. The fans don't stop. No, they don't. Um, you pointed out when the other team gets the penalty, they got the police lights on the video board <laughs> and around the, the video board that goes around the arena. Um, that was cool. Grand Rapids could adopt that so easily. Like, it's just it's, little it's things the that little I little things loved. that you notice that just keep you into it. All, like, the, the free chili thing cracked me up every single time on the power play. Yeah. Because Toledo's many... power play is lethal, Yeah, first of all. I mean, the number one power play in the ECHL. Um, we left with six chilies. That's what it felt like, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, man, the, that's some of the most fun I've ever had in a minor league hockey game. Hands it, down, it was it was exact like it was a, exactly like baseball. You know, now that you think like we're right in the baseball season now, but like in between, like the clapping of the hands, everything on the jumbotron, like their big screen, the engagement kept going throughout the game. Yeah, you think about Grand Rapids, all they have is that stupid drum that starts the Let's Go Griffins chant that you can barely freaking hear. And they have stuff that they kept putting on there mid-play to get the fans into it and start something. Yeah, even when, uh, what's his name? Ha- Maderick? What's Catterick? Catterick. Toledo guy? They've got two mascots. Oh, that's right, that's Cat- right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catterick guy? He was, like, banging that drum in the third period, I was like... What is this? Like, I just got amped, like, watching him yes! do that. And everybody was getting into it. And I was like, this is awesome. And we were tied at that point. Like, people weren't leaving early. People were respectful. Like, it was just, 
it, it was so different. It was. It good. was. It was good. It was really good. I'm really into it. We'll definitely be back for another game at some point. Playoffs. I want to <laughs> so bad. That's what everyone keeps telling us on Twitter. Buy tickets to game one. Buy tickets to game one. Just do it. Do it. Do it. We're not gonna be able to go to game one. You might not be able to. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, Toledo. Thank you. A fantastic experience. Oh, the water was hot too in the bathroom when you go to wash your hands. Hey, it's hot in Van Andel now too. It. Oh, all around. Yeah. Oh, you checked both sides. Yeah, I did. And the lines weren't that long in the bathrooms either. Like I was able to get in, get out. No, and the point where you're on the concourse too, and you can see into the arena is oh, like that was sick. That's awesome. I I do enjoy. I do like enjoy you can that see part. the concourse when you're sitting in your seat. You can see under the concourse and vice versa, obviously. And it's a great view of the rink. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it was set up. the The rink is set up very well, bathroom wise, Zamboni entry, exit, the benches. Every, it's built like, for hockey, man. Yeah, it was like they did it really well. Uh yeah, Toledo, don't believe what anyone tells you. You're a hockey city. Now, how do we get that here? <laughs> That's a literal whole episode. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, as soon as I got home, I ordered, I thought I saw, well, they advertised a medium cross-check zombie dead fish uh, oh. Toledo walleye sweatshirt. I put it in my bag, ordered it with a jersey, which will be here, well, it's not going to be here soon because I've delayed replying back to that because I've been busy as heck. But uh, we'll have a white Toledo jersey up there. That's what looks sick. So we'll split up with uh, what we got on there already. You already got so many jerseys, dude. I know. Uh, this is ridiculous. I ordered another one today, but I'm not going to tell you about it. You ordered your Beniers one? <laughs> nice. And the hat. Nice. Hey, I love Beniers. He's a Michigan man, man. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we, uh... No, like, overall, Toledo, we love you. That was cool. I had such a good time there. Trip, trip wasn't bad either. Trip drive's not bad, and, like, the craziest part was when we were walking around the city, it just feels like a mini Grand... Or, like, a, like a carbon copy of Grand Rapids, man. Everything feels so, like, familiar, but it's not. That's that's how you guys felt. I I didn't feel that. But... I felt it, for sure. It's just the... It's, like, the, it's the building styles, the city setup, like... everything. It felt like home. I felt like I felt like I was at home. Like at the game, I didn't feel out of place. Oh no, not at all. And I was and there just around. I didn't feel out of place. Like you were there with Heather. I was there at the end, and like even the people next to me, I was asking them, like, "So how does overtime work in your guys' league? Like, is it continuous? Is it shootout? Like, I because I, I didn't know. Yeah, you, Everybody's got different stuff. But uh, they, they, they match the Should should we talk about it after the game? Do you want to talk about after the game? Do you want me to give you that much crap on a recorded like episode? Hey, we could we could there could be a connection there. I don't know, <laughs> bro. I mean, maybe you know she. I mean, Elaine out. tweeted it out for you. So yeah, I'm sure everybody knows that. So I I felt bad, and then when she tweeted that out, I laughed, and now I'm just kind of you know, whatever. But now you're just counting down the days to the Wings game. It's gonna be an interesting day. It's gonna be a very interesting day, but. So we're on our way back. We've got our frames in our hands. Uh, Brandon and Heather are work are walking <laughs> together. Yeah, I'll just go into it. I don't. Maybe, she, maybe she's listening. Toledo <laughs> girl, where are you? Uh, 
Brandon just spots Fizz Drake. Oh my god, this is this is great. This is gonna be a long episode. I can't wait to hear how you like produce this part of the story though. Like, I want to hear your perspective on it. So I'm like, I'm ready, right? Now. Oh really? Okay. Oh, I'm so ready because I know my perspective on it, and so do you. Uh, all right. So we're walking back. We're part like two blocks away, which isn't no, far. Not at all. We're walking back, and Brandon's next to Heather, and I'm right behind him, just chilling. And this girl comes out of nowhere. And starts talking with us, and she's like, "I'm really nosy. I want to know, like, what, what do you, what'd you guys buy?" And so I show. I'm like, "Hey, we got the Darren McCarty Fight Night at the Joe signed poster, uh, framed, and everything." She goes, "That's super cool." I, my favorite player is Darren McCarty. I have a, uh, I have his jersey. I was like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "Today's the anniversary," so I figured, you know, I had to buy the poster. So I see you and Heather start walking. We start crossing the road. You guys start walking further, faster. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. <laughs> that wasn't on purpose at all, I promise. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so like, okay. So I'm talking to this girl. She's like, yeah, uh, I'm actually going to be uh, in Detroit on the 8th. Which I go, no way, because we're going to be there for the Winged Wheel podcast night which I'm super stoked for, have this circled on my calendar for the last two months. And she goes, yeah, they play the Penguins. My birthday's the 6th. I'm like, that's crazy. She goes, my favorite team is, besides Detroit, the Penguins. So I'm like, this is just a crazy coincidence. And she goes, last year I couldn't go because I'm a season ticket holder for Toledo. So, uh, and they played that day, so now we'll be able to go this year. I'm like, no way, I'm we're me and Brandon are season ticket holders for the Griffins. So we started a podcast about Toledo and the Griffins, so we had to be out here to catch a game. So she goes, Oh, what's your podcast name? I go, Hockey Town West Podcast, like Hockey Town, like Detroit and West because we're out in Grand Rapids. She goes, Oh, that's super cool. I have to give it a listen. And I'm like, uh so we're talking and whatnot and uh my exit comes up for the car, for the car garage. So I take a left. I said, oh, well, see you on the 8th. And we leave. And I'm like, I didn't get her name. I didn't get her number. I didn't get anything. So maybe, you know, maybe she caught the name of the podcast. Maybe she's listening. If you're listening, maybe you started a Twitter because I told you to. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that everything around hockey was on Twitter. So Gotta give it a listen. If you're listening, that was a missed chance, missed opportunity. Yeah, no way. It was no, no duh. Yeah, yeah. So gave you so much crap in the car. Yeah, that was a that was a tough ride back. Three hours of listening to you and Heather drunk. Well, you drunk. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. No, you were quiet. <laughs> I was asleep. You were asleep. But until we started really driving home, we were giving you a lot of crap. Uh, as you yeah, and deserve. Ethan. Yeah, and Ethan. Hey, yeah, that was funny. Back in the game, you know, it's just those stories. (laughs) The stories you'll not forget about with these, uh, with these trips like this. But yeah, no. Anything else going after Toledo? They played again. Uh, They did play another game in there. Oh my god, that's right. We've covered so many games. They lost. Yeah, they did lose again. Uh, Is this last night? Yeah, yeah, it was last night. They played Iowa at home. Yeah. Uh, three one. 
Bednar's first game. Bednar's first game. Couple big saves. A lot what of I thought games. he looked like Kosa and tweeted out that he was Kosa. He's from what I hear, he's super short. He's well, dude. I'm short compared to Kosa. Yeah, but he's like his the cro- the crossbars. I think no, that's not that's not Kosa. Oh, oh, my man, that was Bednar. Dan. <laughs> that was that was that was yeah. That was, that was Griffin's goalie. Griffin's goalie. You saw those uh, because the crossbar was above his shoulders. That's so weird. Or right at his shoulders. He was very small. Um, but very quick as well. But yeah, Bednar looks like he played well. They did get the loss, unfortunately. Um, 37 shots on him compared to 33. Yeah, Toledo needs some of their defensive pieces back. They got Curdy back, at least as of today. Um, so uh, we'll get the other ones back eventually. They played today. They played today. They won today. They won today, and Hawkins got the record for most goals in a season. Dude's incredible. I mean... The dude is an incredible hockey player. Um, I think Kensky got a goal as well tonight. And Kosa gets a win. Kosa gets a win. That's that's it for Toledo. I mean, we're just looking forward to the playoffs. Like, right now, we're just yeah. kind of coasted in. Like, there's the win streak's over. We're just kind of probably, not probably, but we're just resting up. We've got bigger things on our mind now that... Uh, you know we're in the playoffs. We're gonna we're gonna gear it up for a long trip. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> a long trip. <laughs> I want to go so bad. Well, we'll go back out there. I want to go to a playoff game. Yeah, so, I, I mean, if do. once we get there. Speaking of playoffs, speaking of playoffs, the uh, Grand Rapids. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we're not going to the playoffs. Buddy. Yes, we are. Shut up, uh, Flint. Flint Firebirds. Flint. Tell me about Flint. Flint Firebirds. Tell me about them. What, what did we miss? So, there's one game in here that I watched. Yeah, maybe you just kick us off there. Was that the first game? Yeah, that was the first game. The game against I... Kitchener, right? So, Flint, the one game that we'll really touch on, they played Kitchener. Uh, this is a game that when I was tuning into the Griffins-Iowa game in the Michigan first round of the uh, NCAA tournament game, I was also watching this Flint game. Uh... What a freaking game. Um, I'm going to be fuzzy on the details because this was over a week ago at this point, but here's what I remember, is that Flint was down in the third period. They were down bad. They scored three goals in three minutes to tie this, including a goal with, like, 14 seconds left in the game. <laughs> Just like the Griffins that same night. Like, this is this is where I was, like, I, I was to the moon in hockey world that night. Because <laughs> yeah. Michigan's... Just destroying Colgate eleven to one. Oh, Griffins are doing their thing for the wings. Well, see, the Griffins didn't do their thing yet at this point. The Firebirds really kicked this off. Um, so they get that goal, fourteen seconds left, tie this, and they win in overtime with a nice goal assisted by our boy Lombardi. He had a freaking game against Kitchener at that point. I think that was the game that he had. He broke the record, didn't he? Yeah, points in a season where he got the over the hundred points. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he had a goal and a couple assists in this game. Like he was flying in this game, and this is the game that sets them up uh, for the playoffs. This was the game that decided it, which was crazy. Uh, but yeah, that was a. I was that was game was electric. I was I was having so much fun watching this one. Is that do you know if it was home or away? It was away. <laughs> Absolute dagger in Kitchener oh, and on the road. Oh my gosh, so much fun to watch. And then this sets up 
probably the most exciting OHL playoff matchup that's ever happened in Michigan, at least. First time ever. First time ever. You get the Battle of I-75. Saginaw Spirit and Flint Firebirds first round of the OHL playoff. The playoff schedule is not very nice to me. So No? No. So game one was Thursday. Okay. Game two was Friday. Yeah, it's not Five. nice to you in the month here. Saginaw is two hours away. There's no way that I was gonna be able like I no couldn't even shot. make the fl- I couldn't even make the Griffins game. I couldn't I'm not gonna be able to make that one. Monday, they play at seven o'clock at Flint. Wednesday, seven o'clock in Flint. I work both days. I have Tuesday off, so I, like say those two days again? I'm trying to process my schedule this week. Monday <laughs> you suck. Monday and Wednesday. Oh yeah, no, I'm working too. Uh game five is Friday. At seven, I'm in not, Saginaw. In Saginaw, I'm not going to be able to make that because I leave at six. Saturday, April eighth at seven o'clock, if necessary. If necessary, that's the game circled because we'll be in Detroit for the Winged Wheel podcast, and then that gives that one. We'll get there. We gotta get there first. <laughs> I mean, we're going to Detroit. No, not not that we need to get there. <laughs> Flint needs to make it to game six first because. Saginaw took care of business at home game one and two. Yeah, so... Game one was rough, but game, it sounds like Flint's dealing with some stuff. Yeah, game one was rough. They and Flint, Saginaw, let's start the rivalry. Saginaw's had our number this this year, but we've gotten the last two or three games against Saginaw, so yeah. we're going to this excited. We've got their number. Let's take it to them. Let's, get, let's steal one from the... Steal one away. Yeah. They did not. They did. <laughs> First game was rough. I don't remember the final score of that one. Oh, it was seven to one. Oh, oh god! But we have heard rumors of Flint dealing with a pretty like stomach bug issue going yeah. through the locker room, um, and that could just that obviously by game two you could tell there was a difference in the team with that one. Yeah, last um, last night they played it was four to one. So played. But they're on the offensive side still, though, unfortunately. Hopefully when they get back to Flint, they can turn this around. I don't want to see a sweep. I don't want to see a sweep. I want to go... I don't want to see either a Game 5 must win in Saginaw either, because... Ouch. Maybe we could go Game 7. That'd be sick if... Dude, if that series goes to 7 games, holy crap. We are not... I'm that, not going to that... be able to go to that Game 7, but I could go to Game 6. Well... I might go to Game 7, but I'm not wearing any Flint attire if I go to Game 7. Yeah, I mean, the only game that I'll be able to go to is that Game uh, game 6 and Flint. Uh, I'll go to the Wing Wheel podcast. We'll go to that the Wings game, and then we'll turn around and go right to Flint. So whoever's joining us. Yeah. Uh, Unless something changes dramatically, I, I won't be there, unfortunately. But that's a that's a bummer. It, it is. I was excited isn't. for you to go there and see it. Uh, we'll get there. Get there. But not this year. You know, we will see Lombardi play live. Like, yeah, we're all in Grand Rapids next year. <laughs> yeah, or Detroit. No, uh, <laughs> but I mean, that's anything can happen at this point. And you know what? It, it's not saying that I won't get them this season too because they're not. We're not writing them off. They could go to the second round. You know? And oh yeah. Change. And hopefully that schedule looks better than what they have for this one because I. I mean, I'd love to go to. Either way, I'm going to win because if they. Don't take care of business, and I mean, I'm hoping that we get to Game Six, so I can see him in Flint. 
if they lose, I'm just going to jump to Saginaw and go to a game. Oh, go to like their next round? Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Why not? I still want to go. Yeah, I mean, I want to go. I haven't been to that barn yet this year, and it's been a long time since I've been. Never been to an OHL game entirely, so. I don't know what to wear, but. uh, I don't know what's safe there. Yeah, maybe a Griffin's jersey. Is it? I I think that's our best. Oh, geez, yeah, that's a tough. Well, yeah. So they have a guy, Misa, who could be drafted next year, who's like. Really good. Really good. He's put up some points this uh, series as well, so. I, I would go out to go watch him. You wear like a Lions jersey to that game? No. Maybe we could order a Saginaw thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't have we any just heard, We've just heard too many stories about that arena, unfortunately. I'm sure they're nice. I hope so. We have allies in Saginaw. Good. Yeah. Sure. I have two. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I could go and we'll be all right. We'll be yeah. protected. Yeah, we're, we're fine. Um, Nothing else you want to add for Flute, though? Because we're going to talk about Saginaw a little bit, actually. Go Birds. Go Birds. Let's go. Let's Bird, go, boys. Come birds on. aren't real. It's the Battle of the Birds on I-75. That's kind of a weird... Uh, it's strange that they turned out that way. I'm not even <laughs> going to continue. You, you, yep. All right. So We're two hours into this. I know. We're, we're trucking along here. So Saginaw is in the news, though. Uh, this is here. I'm super excited about this. What? Hosting the Memorial Cup. Oh, I thought there was something else they were in the news for. No. <laughs> hosting the Memorial No, not really. Uh, hosting the Memorial Cup is huge, obviously, for the city of Saginaw, because this is a, a well-respected uh, tournament that brings a lot of people in. This is something that I know the city of Saginaw desperately wants to get, and they got. Um, definitely feel like that's part of the reason they were crushing Flint at home there, that that whole city is riding a high off getting this assigned. Now... I fully, like, again, I have never been to an OHL game. I'm just getting into following this whole league after talking to you. I don't fully understand how the process of the Memorial Cup works. Do you have any rundown for me of what we can expect here? Yeah, so Canadian Hockey League is, it's weird. Yeah, it uh, is. That is what we've been trying to figure, like, not figure out, but we've been following. So there's three leagues. Yep. There is... There's the Q, the W, and the O. O? OHL? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm always like, O? O. (laughs) So those are the three. WHL, QMJHL, and OHL. I got that part for sure. Thank you, NHL 23. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That is basically where I learned all of this. Yeah, okay, cool. Perfect. I'm kidding. Uh, So, and we know people, I mean, Costa came from... Yeah, he came from Edmonton Oil Kings. We we've there's prospects that we followed through there. I mean, yep. And then we have uh, Duchette. Yeah. Whatever how you pronounce his name. Duchette, du- I believe, is the official pronunciation, at least from the uh, highlights I've watched of the, his many, 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 many goals. So the way that this works is the Canadian Hockey League has three leagues. Yep. And so Flint's in the playoffs right now for the O. Yep. If they go through and they win the O, okay, then they get to go on to the Memorial Cup. Okay. Now, is it only the winners from each league that get to go do this, or is it? So, so it's just the winners of each the, league. Is it only the three teams? It's those three teams plus the host city automatically gets it, and they alternate the host city between each league. Okay, so this makes so okay. So the way that this works 
is that you have the three Canadian leagues. You have the OHL, you have the AHL, and then you have the Q. Yep. Did I say Q or did I say Western? You said yeah. Q. You have the OHL, you have the Western League, you have the uh, Q. Yep. Which is Ooh. Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> Quebec major junior hockey league? Yep. Am I missing a letter in there? I don't know. I hope not. So you got those three leagues. <laughs> And each of them play their own playoff system. Yeah. So the OHL, you've got Flint, you've got Saginaw, you've got the um, Kitchener and uh, others. At the end of that, they then take those winners and they play for the Memorial Cup. The Memorial Cup, so three leagues, but you need a fourth team. Mm-hmm. So they give it to the host city. And the host city alternates. So next year, you'll have Saginaw in there. Then you have your other three teams. Now, you could potentially see Flint versus Saginaw next year <laughs> for the Memorial Cup. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. This could be the start of a huge rivalry moving forward. That's freaking crazy. Wow. And wow. the nice part is, like, we could go... Saginaw's not too far. It's two hours. But they play... Like, that schedule, I mean, it's May through June 4th. God, it's so unfortunate they didn't have it this year, because we can see Bedard. Yeah. Like, it's almost a guarantee. Yeah, we, we can see the other Red Wings prospect. Doucette. I mean, it's, it's very possible. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it, it's huge for the city of Saginaw, because, I mean, for any major city in, in Michigan, we don't get a whole lot of... Good light or yeah, uh, positive light or positive of like events really. Besides, just like what we already host here, yeah. the next biggest thing coming besides the World Cups, the NFL draft to Detroit. Like that's yeah. it. So I mean, yeah, this is huge. Um, it's huge for hockey in Michigan. It's going to bring a lot of hockey fans uh, to this to Saginaw. And, I mean, it's going to bring us there at some point. There's no way we're not going to at least one day of the Memorial Cup. Like, come on. It's this close. We have to. So, yeah. Well, pay. I mean, we're gonna obviously pay more attention to it this year because yeah. of what we have for next year. But uh, it's crazy. No, good for them. It's awesome. It's it's huge. I was yeah. hoping they get it. I'm excited about it. Very excited about it. Um, we just covered a brick ton of games. <laughs> we just covered a lot of games. We covered two weeks worth of hockey. Oh my god! In two hours. Anything else you want to add based on the, the Flint Firebirds or Toledo Walleye? Because we know the last piece we're going to talk about for the Griffins already. No, no. Well, you, you know, if we if Flint does lose, do you think we get Lombardi? Oh my gosh, that's a possibility. We could see Lombardi and Grand Rapids at that point then to round out the season. It's going to make for an interesting. If if they're truly on the cusp of the playoff, yes. If if Flint loses and Grand Rapids is truly like that close, yes. If it's we're mathematically out, we're eliminated, and there's like three games left. No, eat rest. Yeah, he doesn't just come play three games in Grand Rapids and call it good. There's no, I mean, maybe who knows? I'm not, a, I'm not a GM, so I don't know. I don't make those decisions. But I don't. I, that's the way I see that going. If they're on the cusp, yes, 100. percent He comes in and gets to play some really high pressure hockey. Um, if not, God, you just that though. Him and Mazer. Him, Mazer, Wallander. 
Wow. Casper. Casper's <laughs> not going to play Grand Rapids this year, sir. Uh, it's so heartbreaking. So last piece we'll talk about, which was a pretty cool thing, because we've talked a lot about, like, you know, things the Griffins could do better, things they're doing good at, and we talked, you know, a little bit about social media. And Wednesday's game against the Wolves, this past Wednesday, the Griffins had a new Twitter admin. And I enjoyed every second of it. Who's the admin now? I don't know who the actual admin is, but I know who's their favorite player. Oh, Ross Hannes. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally a video about asking who the admin's favorite is, and every player's like, it's Cross, Cross, it's Cross. And then some people, some of the guys will say, like, I think someone said Pontus, and someone had said Bradstrom at some point. And then it went back to 10 more votes for Cross as the admin's favorite player, but they never revealed who it was. Then suddenly Wednesday night, Cross is the admin on Twitter. You can tell the kids never used doesn't use Twitter much, <laughs> but oh my god, was it so much fun! They can if, if we're gonna keep having guys out injured like this, like can the next game that they're away, can we get Elmer as the Twitter admin? Yeah, that'd be sick. Like, can we I, just keep going with this? When you sent me that message that Cross was the admin, I was like, I don't, I'm, brain's not functioning. The wires aren't there. Nothing's connecting here. And then when I got home. And I saw Twitter, and I was like looking through it. I'm like, "Oh, this is what you meant." Yeah, he's he's the one tweeting all this the updates throughout the game all night. Was fantastic. I love this. I want more of it. Like his tweets saying that he think he saw McIsaac smile for the first time, <laughs> and then the gift that he put the with gift, it. the smiling dog <laughs> with it. Like get to learn a few of the other players' nicknames, like you know, New Powers, Newy. They uh, Danny they... Dimes. They put a uh, Toledo put one out for their nicknames for their players at the beginning of the season. Yeah, they ran through a bunch of them. Half so them are there now. <laughs> yeah, they're here with the Griffins. Exactly. So, so I guess we could catch up on that. Yeah, we could. Use uh, but you know, O'Regan's Danny Dimes and dude Cross wanted him to score so bad that night. Every other tweet, every power play, Danny Dimes is scoring here. <laughs> and then the shootout comes up. Danny Dimes is scoring here, and he did. But. He finally got at least the puck in the net for Cross. But, man, what a cool little thing that they did there. Uh, the fan engagement on Twitter was probably the best I've seen it for any game at that point. Oh, Just really? Because, I mean, yeah, they're talking to the player. Of course, they're going to be asking questions and all this other stuff. I mean, he had tweeted out, you know, ask me questions. He didn't get to a lot of them, but he got to a few of them. Uh, and they, it was funny, too, because the picture they originally tweeted out, it's just him. They, they sat in the same spot. They always sit up there in 220. Got this little table up there, and Bradstrom's just next to him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, so, like let's keep that going. If there's a player injured and they're at the game, make him the admin for the night. Let's have some fun with it. Yeah. I was enjoying it. The fans were enjoying it. It was a good time. I yeah, I definitely want that more because it's just more of a connection with the player and the yeah. person. And so, Cross is a funny dude too. So you get that personality, and that's what people want. You know, yeah. they they want to. They want to know the players. Yeah, I mean, at least the hardcore fans like us. Yeah, especially a player like him. He's he's got a future in this organization for sure. Um, it's a player that's been missed in this injury this year. Like I'm just thinking, it just popped in my head again because we just said, you know, is there a chance Lombardi plays in Grand Rapids this year? You know, you have Mazer here now. You have Wander. Imagine if we still had Cross. That's what I'm saying. Next oh season could God. be like I'm not. It hasn't hit me that we only have like one home game left. Oh, it's hit me. I'm very sad, but I'm also like, I need a nap. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I am excited on that part that there are the the season's coming to a close, so we could get some. Or part, is it some part? <laughs> <of> no, <laughs> some part. Yeah, sucking me back into this that I'm not falling for, Brandon. Uh, 
But I'm like excited to like get some time back in my life because I do other things than just hockey. Yeah. But I'm also excited for next season to start right now. I know, I know. It's it's gonna be something, man. I know I know you're not getting sucked back in, but obviously I still am and Every time you say you're not sucked back in, this team starts doing some incredible things. So just keep saying that, buddy. Yeah, my team tanks. So um, we don't tank for draft picks in the AHL. Does Ben Simon know this? No, <laughs> he does not. He has no clue. Also, um, I want to call out the admin for the Griffins. You could just retweet our videos when we clip. Them. <laughs> like I'm, I'm okay with it. Just retweet. You know, Nick has this whole thing where. His ultimate goal is to beat the Griffins admin every time they tweet a video. As long as he's successfully beaten them, he's happy. It's a win for me. The game says his heart starts racing when do this, but be careful. Oh, I get excited and like I was at I was at work last night, still clipping videos and trying to get out of there as fast as I possibly could to beat the admin. And I was doing a a hell of a job the last two games that I was clipping. So I posted two videos before they got the one out, and I think they gave up because they see how fast I am at it. I have no comments. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's your own thing, man. I, yeah, it's I race to beat the admin, and I fully support it. Have fun. <laughs> I I don't know why, but I just it gets me going. That's good, man. I like it. I like it. So now that we've officially been recording for two hours, we've talked two weeks of hockey. You got anything else you want to say? We have two free tickets to give away for the the last game of the season. Yes, we do. Yeah, so we'll probably when we post this episode, post that contest because we have a full week and a half or a full all right two weeks till the next game. I gotta get those tickets like now. Yes, you do before they sell out. Yes, you do, especially with all these players. Um, but yeah, we'll have a giveaway on Twitter, so keep an eye out for that. Um, if it's not already up by the time this episode posts. Yeah, so we will have two tickets to the last home game of the season, which, as I've said before, could be a big, important <laughs> game. Oh, you think they're still going to be playing important games at the last game of the season? Every game's important. Every game matters. Remember? To somebody. <laughs> to somebody somewhere. Or something. But at the same time, if everything is falling apart at that point and we're, de- we're out, then you still get two tickets to go see Carter Mazur and William Wallander and all these other great players play. That's exciting in itself. You got anything else? Yeah, no, nothing else I want to add. I'm tired. Um, I'm ready for bed. It's been a long week. It's been a long, like, two weeks. I was literally talking about this at work today. Is Every day off I've had, there's either been hockey going on or we're traveling to Toledo. I haven't had a day off where I've sat at home and done nothing or just done stuff around the house in, like, three weeks because... The two weeks before this last week, I was on six days. Yeah. So I'm exhausted, but I'm so glad we got to sit down and at least go through all this stuff and get an episode out to everybody. Um, again, we'll be back to our regular the weekly schedule here. We don't have any more Sunday trips or games coming up for a while. No. So we'll still we probably... won't record Sunday. Oh, no, because you'll be... It's Easter. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Oh, my gosh. That's right. That's next weekend. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, so we'll have one more delayed episode, uh, because of Easter, and then we'll be back to our regular scheduled postings, um, after that, and the season will be done, and we'll get into some fun off-season episodes. We um, should see everybody at the 8th game. We'll see everybody at the Wing Wheel Podcast night, if you're going there. 
Um, shout out to those guys. Did you see their giveaway? The hat. Yeah, like good. For, like just that moment of like they have their logo co-branded with the Red Wings item. That's they've they deserved it. They do, man. They work so hard and produce such a great show. So shout out to them. Oh. I'm excited. I don't know what this whole night's gonna look like. Meeting them, meeting everyone, Ken and Mac, and watching, doing the live recording. Like this is gonna be a good time. I'm super pumped for this game. Uh, we'll see everyone there. We'll see everyone else at the Griffins' final home game of the regular season. And yeah, that's all I've got, man. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter. Keep uh, keep an eye out there with all these away games post or coming up. We'll be posting a lot, trying to keep everyone updated. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Give us a follow, give us a share, give us a like, give us a listen. Give Nick a DM if you're the girl from Toledo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Hockey Town West podcast. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at HockeyTownWPod and your host, Nick, at GR Hockey Guy and Brandon at Brandon Cook 397